0: What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And
1: that's you.
0: For being in here, being involved in being active on this YouTube channel. You in here with the Roots, Man of the system, the King of King, the King of content, and Speaker of Truth? yours truly, the Notorious One, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the Prognosticator, Coach diamonds. We in here with that mathematics the see God of lies back. And we in here with Wednesday's Facts Over Feelings live stream, where we kick the facts And we don't care about your feelings. We about to get into a great show, man. Are the stakes too high to date fatherless women is the main event topic. Fatherless women is the main topic. We're going to get into it. and We're going to get it cracking, lacking. And then we will probably give you an opportunity to speak on this one. So get your wigs, ladies. Get your wigs. Put your bra on. Put your titties in. All of that stuff. Put your makeup on. All right. I know right now the women are sitting there. They got off of work on the East Coast and they're sitting there looking like Master Splinter. And you cannot wait to get on here to talk to CGA and my smooth chocolatey skin. Well, this is going to be your opportunity, man. Get your titties in. All right. Get your bra on, put your panties on, and then get out here and get on this screen. But so, fellas, we can talk about this as well. This is a big issue in our world. And we'll talk about it much when the main event. Did you guys know that one in three American women? are considered fatherless women Mm. now there's more fatherless women than this i'm going to just let you know if you went from the black community this is like one in six and one in seven women are fatherless and there's a couple of ways that women become fatherless women and we're going to talk about that we're not just gonna we're, we're gonna put we're gonna really examine uh because there's some fathers in here and there's some girl dads in here um as well so we're gonna examine what the effects, what the requirements are of a good father, okay? (laughs) We might have to do, what are the requirements of a good father? We're going to go into this, man, because um, there is a lot of heaping expectations of fathers. And here's the thing, here's the thing, more than anyone, more than anyone, either the mother or the wife, I mean, the mother or the husband or the mother or the father, both children are shaped specifically by their relationship with their father, all right? Their relationship with their father, all right, (laughs) is going to be how they are molded and shaped. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to point out a couple of things. We'll get to Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre and his relationship with his adult daughter. But also, Chris Rock said, the dad's number one job is keeping their daughter off the pole. Now, along with the heaping expectations of being a father, you have to provide, you have to make sure you provide a stable home. Right, an environment show have a loving, caring relationship with the mother, and then also have a deep, deep emotional connection with the daughter, and so that the daughter trusts you. All right, and so this is a big, big expectations that oftentimes fathers do not live up to. Right, there's that he's going to drop the ball in one of these aspects. Now, if he's just one of these, what they would call a really, really bad dad, he's going to be incarcerated. All right, away on drugs or something like that. I mean, that's even the worst case scenario where the dad fills none of the void, right? I mean, or he it, he feels none of the, the places where he can uh, he should be feeling. So we're going to talk about that and how that has an impact on women today. And let me just tell you, because I know people are going to be like, you're going to blame the women. You're going to blame the women here that follows the women. Yeah, we're going to blame you because a lot of times we're looking at the fathers, but we're looking at it today in today's culture. It is evident that you can point out immediately who the women with no daddies are. You could point it out right now. All right. With the amount of OnlyFans women, with the amount of women who select Pookie and Ray Rays, with the amount of single mothers, with the amount of abusive mothers, with the amount of mothers who sabotage their daughter in the absence of the father, with the amount of women that are encouraging their girls to be out here in these streets.
1: In these streets,
0: with the amount of women who have early terminations of pregnancy. With the amount of women on OnlyFans and strippers, you can see that there are, but with the amount of toxic women in relationships, needy ass women, these women obviously didn't have no daddy. They easy to spot. I can see them from a mile away and we're going to talk about it. Is it, is it a risk? Are the stakes too high to ruin your life dating a fatherless woman? Yes, we're going to get into that and shout out to all the women in here that are fatherless. (laughs) All right. We going to talk about it, man. Yeah. This is crucial. We are, we are. In this situation, this is going to be very, very tough. Very, very tough conversation. But anyway, let is uh let it. Let it, let it what are we doing? Let, 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 I'm already shuffling. Oh, so earlier contributors, early contributors to the show. I gotta get the I gotta get the whole thing out. I gotta get my banners out. Do I need the trigger warning? Oh, forget it. I'm not going through all of my damn things here. All right. Um, today's show, these are the topics. We only have four topics because so I'm gonna leave some room. I'm gonna leave some room. Uh, for for topic for people to talk about this and uh, t- contribute to today's show. Dollar Sign CGA live on the Cash App. Coach Greg Adams T on Vi- Coach Rie Adams tv on Venmo. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. All right, <laughs> all right, and that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Also, you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. And without further ado, we're going to get to them super chats. Leaf is in the building. Thank you for being here. cheap Drum Hack says, "Men get fit financially, fit." Physically fit, mentally fit, spiritually fit, and the rest will fall alive. Coach gang, for life. <laughs> for life, for life. Thank you, brother. Brown sugar, babe, says this one might be too much for him, coach. Them Mitches, they won't be able to handle this, man. They're not going to be able to handle this. Um, Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a new day. Yes, it is. All <laughs> right. It's a new day. Uh, fathers today are much, much different. Than fathers of yesteryear. So, you know what I mean? You can't you can't choose when you're born. But fathers of yesteryear were less, less active in their children's life as fathers are today. Right. We we grew up in a time. This is why. Just so you know. This is why courts tend to lean towards 50-50 custody. All right. It is because the fathers of today, probably in the last two decades, have been hands on with their children. Not only that more women have been working women so it is very unlikely that a woman is a stay-at-home mom and she never had a job and she never left and never put the kid in daycare it is very unlikely that that was the case throughout the entirety of the child's first eight years or nine years which they would call the um which they would call the uh the, the the tender years doctrine right these were the tender years most time during the tender years The father is probably, especially in the black community, if he's available to the child, he's probably just as active with the child than the mother is. So the mother has a career. She runs off to her job. She's doing whatever she's doing. So the mother and the father almost have an equal role in the raising, meaning that back in the day, dad didn't even, you know what I mean, didn't even change a diaper. The dad would just say, oh, I don't know how to change a diaper. And then he would get away with it. Right. Um, The dad wouldn't even look at the kid. He'd come home and the kid will be looking at him like a dog. All right, looking at you, ready for the dad's next move. Dad, just get the newspaper out. You know what I mean? Dad come in drunk, cursing, (laughs) right? Kid just staying out of the way like, oh, shit, dad's home again. Many times they would fear dad coming home because the kid did something wrong. Wait till your daddy gets home, right? Daddy don't even remember their name and birthday. It's your birthday, kid. All right, punch him in the arm type shit. You know, that's what it was going up, you know, all the way up until the early 1980s. Then you had the ten. You had the years where dad just left for a pack of newports, and then you had the years where dads overcompensated. All right, and they would they would they would be pushing the stroller. They'd be carrying the uh, diaper bag. They'd have the kid in a little baby bjorn. You know what I mean? With the kid strapped to him and shit like that. You know what I mean? They'd be feeding the kid, changing the diaper. You know, they actually put a diaper changing room in the men's restroom. <laughs> all right, so it changed. Fathers changed. This is why more fathers get 50-50 custody because they're like, hey, shit, I was, just, I was just as detective. Like, I picked the kid up to school. I coached the kid's baseball team. I was on the PTA. I was at the fundraiser. I went to every school event. I went to, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, the kid had a concert. Dad don't show up. He's still working at the plant. He at the strip club smoking cigarettes. All right, he's like, oh, my, my kid has a piano recital. I don't care. Mm. All right, I'll see it. How was the piano recital, kid? All right, I hope you knocked them dead, all right, type of shit. All right, <laughs> break a leg, good luck. So this is the roles fathers have filled now. Now now, fathers have to have the emotional connection to the child, right? You not only have to be the provider, all right, and, and actually give your opportunity for your wife to bring in a couple of dollars, now you have to also be the emotional connection, And should you fail in any one of these endeavors, you're a Debbie daddy. (laughs) Debbie daddy. Like if you don't keep the financial shit going and your household gets evicted, Debbie daddy. If you don't change the diapers and take the kid to school and coach their football team and be involved, Debbie daddy, (laughs) right? If you don't show the love and the loving bond of a father more greater than the, even the loving bond of a mother, Debbie, daddy, you've held, you failed. All right. And all you have to do is miss one of those things. You miss one Rapsky. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, we're going to get into that. Shout out to sir. Dirty Dan. He says, but coach, Dr. Sebi said chicken bar." <laughs> Uh eating pizza, chicken wings, donuts, and all of that. Yeah, Dr. Sebi said. All right, Dr. Sebi. Give him the buzzer. All them Dr. Mm. Sebi said. Shout out to uh we Dr. Sebi's gonna be one of our new mascots as well. Now, El Chino says, shout out to the coach gang, getting my workout in, going with sunglasses, so they don't put me up on TikTok. Yes, indeed, man. We don't want you, El Chino. You don't want you out there looking at somebody's yams. All right. in the creeps and crevices that the yoga pans. All right. We don't want you getting caught on TikTok at all. Pete Rose says, going through this right now, coach, it's unfolding right in front of my eyes and can't do shit about it. He says, careful who you have kids with, coach gang. Oh, man. See, this is the part here where the the rapists, I mean, therapists, I don't think they are going to acknowledge this part of it. That I'm going to go in as only CGA can do, man, because the therapists are not hearing this part of this shit, right? You know what I mean? They'll sit you down, okay, what you need to do, and they'll tell you what to do, as if they know who the hell you are. You're like, who the hell are you? And have you paid off your student loan debt? <laughs> no, you're paying it off, sir. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't realize that. All right, let me check the Cash App and the PayPals and the Venmos. Uh, for some reason, I don't see the tab. Where, where's Where's my tab for all my Cash App and all of this stuff? This is crazy. All right, I'm trying to check it. All right, I'm on the right thing. Am I on the right track? I'm on the right track, but I'm on the wrong train. All right, I found it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going through the same thing. Shout out to Mario. Full speed says, let your chain hang on them busters. Indeed, man, tuck my chain in. I got my v-neck on so y'all can see the bling bling. All right, this is a mall chain. Or from Tijuana. Shout out to my man, David W. Oh, did you you email me? He says, 304s get extra friendly after a barbershop visit. Oh, yeah, you get your line up. You get your line up. You get your just for men. You line your ish up. Girls be like, hey, I can see your hairline. (laughs) I can see your hairline. All right, shout out to him. Uh, Double D, Dan D, says, showing my support. For all the great advice, appreciate you, man. We here for y'all. We here for y'all. All right. And XL Pro Services, again, coach gang, coach gang, coach gang, indeed. All right. And shout out to Mr. Radar says, keeping us honest, C-G-A. Thank you, brothers. And I'm going to check a couple more here. He says, don't have kids, be like me, problem solved. Yeah, but see, um, here's the thing. Even if you don't have kids, you're still going to deal with fatherless women. <laughs> so that's going to be your problem. You're still going to deal with some fatherless-ass women out here because, if you're dating, which if you're monk mode, you're not going to deal with them. But just because, but but if you're dating, one in three American women, and this includes women of all races, are considered fatherless women. Like you're going to bump up next to some fatherless ass women. It's coming. I feel it coming. Shout out to, uh pause. uh newsy says DJ Muster got awarded 50-50 custody today in court in $19,000 a month in child support. Big L in my eyes, but men, uh, but men judge settle. I'm not sure what that part, right? So uh, that's a follow up on DJ um, Mustard. I've never even heard of this guy. He can afford $19,000 a month in child support. Sheesh. I've never even heard of him. All right, but I did cover his story today. Uh, shout out to him. 50/50 custody, $19,000 a month. Man. Man, all oh, the humanity. Sheesh, this ninja gonna be working. He gonna be working five jobs. He gonna be working five jobs at this point. Wow, lawyers, man, are pieces of shit. You know what I mean? They actually out here doing that shit. They actually out there. Yeah, this seems fair. You know what I mean? Like, mm. what is his net worth? Hold on, let me see something. Uh, like, what is his net worth? Shout out to all the lawyers out here at the coach gang. Yeah, I say that. I right, crap on everybody. What is his net worth? He can afford $20,000 a month. He's worth $12 million. He ain't going to be able to keep that shit up. (laughs) $14 million. Hold up. Let me get my calculator out. I don't even know. How old is his kids? He's done, man. Okay, so he's giving out a a quarter of a million dollars a year. How many years, though? How many years? I don't know how young is. Okay, he's 32 years old now. He's 32. So the kids can't be older than the kids are young. I mean, the kids can't be older than, um, oh, it was three years. No, they had three kids. Let's let's just say they were together since they were 22. I think that's what it was. They were together for 11 years total. 22, three kids. So we're looking at the oldest being 10. They have three kids. So the oldest is 10. The youngest is under 10. Uh, so he has, let's just say, 15 years of child support times that times that all right 15 years so we got 12 months times 15 um that's 180 payments how much was it 19,000 19,000 that's 3.4 million dollars all right 3.4 million dollars right there $3.4 3.4 million dollars. And so he's worth 12 million dollars. Um I'm hoping that more money comes in. <laughs> I'm hoping he more he going to need two jobs. I mean cuz writing them checks, ooh yeah that is straight jacking. you ain't lying. Straight jacking. This dude cannot stop working. 3.4 million dollars net worth of 12 million dollars roughly. So that's a that's that's a that's a quarter of his dollars that he has now, a quarter of his dollars. And she was wanting eighty thousand dollars. So she's pissed, she doubly pissed because she got 50-50 custody. All right, she's doubly pissed, she wanted eighty thousand dollars. Hold on for a second, let me let me do that math. 180 payments times eighty thousand dollars. She wanted, she wanted, <laughs> she wanted what adds up to 14 million dollars. So obviously she's out of line there. So she wanted eighty thousand dollars a month. And that would have that would be his entire net worth. That would have wiped him out clean if we're talking about liquid. That would have wiped him out. So she was looking for future money. Sheesh. No government name says, Coach, have you seen the movie Megan yet? I did. I did. He says, please do a video on it. A single childless woman in her 30s gets custody. Um, do we want to give the movie away? I don't want to give the movie away. I don't want to spoil it. But maybe I should do a video. Maybe we should do that on Twitch this weekend. Yeah, maybe we should do it as on Twitch. Yeah, that movie had me going. I don't want an AI broad in my in my life. All right, I didn't see too many AI women go crazy. All right, ex machina, Megan. I don't want no AI women in my life. All right, none, none. But I don't, I'm a, I, I think, thank you for your chat, but I don't want to give away the movie for the people who didn't see it um yeah don't give it away i actually that movie got me going i was like no no robots for cga man yeah i'm not gonna give it away she yeah i'm not gonna give it away shout out to uh uh uh, low pocket says coachy excellent topic let these monkey simps know how the monster in-laws coach their daughters on how to drag their husband through the courts like she did her father i'm not gonna lie more than the thin fingers i'm not gonna lie Uh yeah man uh guys if you're with uh one of the things I want to warn you about we're about to get into the show I think we got everybody loud pockets also says also let these monkey sibs know that passage in the Bible he who findeth a wife findeth a good thing meaning a wife are to be trained and made by learning from the father and the mother at a young age without a father they are ill equipped I think all I think they're incapable. Truth be told, they're incapable of having a healthy relationship with a man. Incapable. It's almost impossible. I mean, damn near. It's a 99 percentile impossibility that they'll have a healthy relationship with a man. Somebody said do a watch along. Can I do that? Antonio, thank you for you. Your chat. Shout out to the coach gang. There are a couple here. Let me finish these up. Lee Smith says, guys, listen to CGA. 50-50 is a lie. Co-parenting is a myth. It doesn't exist. It is a fantasy world. Like most of the th- the things you blue pill people uh, listen to. He says, didn't matter that I was ex- an extremely involved dad. The ex-wife falsely accused me of domestic violation and filed several BSTROs. He says, timed them to the hearings and got full custody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. La Yorona La is real. La Yorona is real. Guys, in our culture. In our culture, and I don't want to be blaming because we're going to talk about blaming here in a minute, but in our culture, what goes understated in the amount of fathers that are not with daughters is the mothers who do these things that we talk about, who sabotage the kid or at least sabotage the relationship of the father between the father and the the child. Now, the child might even uh, find some things that they might say, hey, this is happening to me as well. And uh, may bond with the mother, or, or, as he said, what they'll do is the father, uh, the 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 teenage. We're going to talk about teenage rebelling too. the The child may uh, be in their rebellious stage, and then thus find the enabler parent, and thus find a a path of least resistance to what they want to do. All right, and so this is also something we'll talk about. And you cannot trust individuals who do this. Okay. All right. Shout out to in league. I trust. He says, all coach, you missed my super chat from earlier today, just before you got off. Dang. I know I flashed it on the screen, but I don't remember what it was. (laughs) Was it, was it more like the, the uh, more than the 10 fingers? All right, let's get into the show, man. This is, won't be a long one. We are not going to have a whole bunch of topics. Uh, We're going to go. Speaking of mothers, (laughs) speaking of fatherless child, this is a deadbeat mother right here. We need to have that phrase echo. Across the world, more and more. This is gonna be a mother. Uh, this guy, I think somebody shares a lot of his videos on locals. And here she is. This is a woman. Do modern do modern women have any desires to be responsible anymore? Nope. In our culture, women find just about every reason to wriggle out of responsibility. I mean, damn, they don't even be trying to be responsible. Here it is, right here. Uh, let's go ahead. This is from Kevin. Carhee's instagram page let's play it
1: so in november i decided i no longer wanted to be a responsible parent and i gave up my kids i was just tired of being responsible and caring for them i felt like i was too young and i wanted to go out there and experience life and i started dating someone else so it just didn't fit with my new lifestyle and i didn't have anything to worry about because the other parent is a very responsible parent but now i'm here because Now I'm in child support. And to top it off, I'm really pissed off that I took care of them all the way up to November and I couldn't claim them on my taxes because the other parent had already claimed them. Okay.
0: Damn. Damn, Sean, where'd you find this? What the hell? Okay, so she left her relationship. She gave her kids up to run these streets. In these streets. And I'm going to guarantee you, she more than likely broke up with her boyfriend the boyfriend that she was like okay cool i'm going to get the kids up she went to the boyfriend they probably broke up and now she's thinking damn now i'm on child support and i can't claim my kid on my taxes mm. i love social media man i love social media i want to thank ladies man because you know you content creators do not realize how hard it was see you there's a lot of content creators that do um they do reaction videos all right and they're better they're pretty much known as reaction videos now i'm going to tell y'all content creator something You should have tried to do this when there was no reaction videos. Like we would literally be sharing our stories and be like, really? There's a crazy ass woman and women would be like, what do you mean? Where are you finding these women? (laughs) They like, what are you talking about? Uh, There's no women like this. You're making this up. You just hate women. You must be gay. Like that's what we had to do. When I first started off making content, we didn't have reaction videos. We couldn't just be like, look at this video. This crazy broad. Like nobody was talking. Now. You could just make a whole damn uh, genre being reacting to TikToks and then coming up with your synopsis at the end. Oh, well, here's my synopsis on this video. Dude, we didn't even have reaction videos. We had to just tell our story. <laughs> Goodness. Now, thank God they're using this platforms to embarrass themselves as mothers. <laughs> they're looking to embarrass themselves. All right, man, this is crazy. So look at what you guys got on your hands right here. She changed she changes her mind. It says right there, uh, she changes her mind. She changed her mind all because of the money. Reprehensible. All right, let's get to the next one right here. An update on the man who leaped to his his demise. We got a call right here. He, uh, the man who self deleted. Let's get to that. I don't know if you remember me sharing this story earlier this week. This the man who self deleted. i I'll, I'll put it up on the screen. It says uh, Virginia native and financiers fatal fall came a week after facing pair of criminal charges. Uh oh, mm. yeah, man, the police was about to come in, but the Amalams came in and instead, remember, he jumped off the 45th floor of a rooftop bar in Manhattan. Well, apparently, this was after he filed for divorce. But unfortunately, he had two misdemeanor criminal charges tied to a domestic violation. It appears that as he filed for divorce, she called the popo on that ass. Of course, he says, "typical Wall Street crook." He does look like it. It says, um, "It says uh, a, a Connecticut investment banker with roots in Virginia." Shout out to VA who plunged to his demise from a rooftop bar in Manhattan was found was facing two misdemeanor criminal charges tied to a domestic violence incident. Dale Cheney of New Canaan, who according to his obituary, grew up in Alexandria, jumped from bar 54, not 45, at the Hyatt-centric Times Square over there, over there, and they ruled it a self-deletion. Days earlier, on Monday, January 16th, Cheney was arrested by the New Canaan Police Department on misdemeanor Charges of criminal mischief and disorderly conduct following a domestic dispute at his new caning home. According to court records, he was released on $25,000 bond. Court records show his wife, whom he filed for divorce from two days before his demise, Lauren Cheney, age 44, of New York City, received a restraining order a day after his arrest. Court records show oh man, what about the love? Man, look at this love. Coach, what are you talking about? What about love? Man, this says right here. Cheney founded the T Street Capital. Who cares about all that? He did. Attempts to reach his family and such and such and such. So look at what you guys have, man. They were in love. They had children. They had a nice $800,000 apartment. <laughs> they called it an apartment in Connecticut, Connecticut, Greenwich, and all of a sudden, he's jumping off the rooftop bar. Uh, when we get to this next story, you're gonna see maybe he was pushed. Maybe he was pushed. I don't know why you would. My goodness, is it that bad? Maybe he was doing some crooked shit on Wall Street. <laughs> this is crazy. Somebody says at this rate, Coach will never run out of topics, dude. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. My job security is secure. I know the haters are gonna hate. I'm gonna let y'all know. I'm never running out of topics. Not the way relationships are right now. And you can thank yourself for that. I don't even have to dig for this shit. It's right here. It's right here for me. To support my argument. (laughs) Oh, I don't have a job. That's right. I don't have a job. This is my this is my hobby. (laughs) This is my hobby. Green witch. Yeah, green witch. Hey, listen. Somebody says, what if they cancel me? I'm it is. I'm already canceled. But of course, if they there's other platforms, I'll be right there on Facebook the next day. I'll be right there on Twitter. I'll be right there on Twitch. All right. I ain't never running out of topics. OK, this is this is the thing. There's going to be topics like this. So um, the way people and then let me tell you something, we're going to face tough economic times, single there's going to be more single women than in the history of the world and the history of time itself. There's going to be more single women available by 2030. I mean, we going to have four more years of Biden or that administration. <laughs> we ain't never, ever running out of subject matter. So if anybody says, oh, man, y'all talk about the same thing. Can you find? Yeah. dude. No, let me tell you something. This is going to be going on and on and on. OK. Let's get into the, the next one, because this is interesting, because we're going to talk about monster in laws. This is the Dan Markle deletion. Um, We're going to talk about the relationship of the monster in law. If you guys don't know who the monster in law is, this is the mother in law. Typically in many divorces, the mother in law is very, very emotionally tied in to the result. Many times it's the wife's mother, but it could be the husband's mother as well. It's not always the wife's mother. Many times it is the wife's mother, and we're going to show you that. I got a couple subjects where I can show you where the wife's mother ended up hiring the hitman to delete the father of the the the, the children because he had some sort of custody agreement, right? Um, uh, most times it is the mother's, it is the wife's mother, but monster-in-law, okay? There was a movie with Jane Fonda, Monster-in-Law, and so in this story, Dan Merkel got deleted, and I won't give it away but the monster-in-law hired the hitman to delete him, okay? Mm. This is how crazy is. What about love, Coach? Coach, what about love? you always talking about us. What about the good relationships? What about the good marriage? All right, so let's get into it right here. Uh, This is one you guys got to watch out for, man. Look, in in, in custody, when you fight for custody, your monster-in-law be seething. (laughs) They be seething. They be wanting to take your ass, move out. So here's the man right there. He was born in Toronto. All right. Shout out to the six. All right. And um, it says right here, he was a university professor, a lame, an educated lame. Daniel Marco, he was deleted in 2014, and he taught at Florida State, which I know he might have got a little side trim over there because it's a lot of flatbacks over there and a whole bunch of all kind of stuff in Tallahassee. Well, let's give you the story. Why would, because we gave you last week another story of a mother-in-law doing this, right? We gave you a remember. She owned the the paper company in Utah. They were Mormons. She owned the paper company. They deleted the dude, cold blood, and then the the woman skedaddle, right? And they arrested that ninja. (laughs) So this is always another story of a monster-in-law going crazy. It says, why would anybody put a target on Tweety? A Tweety to Tallahassee academic. All right, shout out to Tallahassee. I've been. He says the professor's mother, Ruth Markle, has now written a memoir, the unveiling detailing the sickening 2014 crime and its chilling aftermath. Well, let's get into it. The killer's Prius was the first big break in two years that the uh the this is his mother writing it. Arrested were the hitmen, Luis Rivera. All right, that sounds like an old jobber wrestler there. Jose Luis Rivera. What the hell are you doing, Jose? Luis Rivera and Siegfried Garcia. You two? All right. Gordita. All right. Both of Miami Beach, the facilitators of the horrific deletion was Garcia's baby mama, Catherine Magbonua. All right. I'm not sure what that is, but I'm just gonna assume she's Filipina. All right, we're going to call her Catherine Magabanua. Yeah, we're going to give it. Boy, we got all the characters. Last week, it was a ninja. This week is two Latinos and a damn Filipina. All right, what do we got going on over here? What the hell, man? We got to We can't trust nobody these days. We're going to call her Catherine. And these were the facilitators of the leasing who was at one time the girlfriend of Dennis Charlie Adelson. Boy, what a man. This is a damn. This is like Spider Man can't even solve this shit. All right. It says right here at that mark. He says, at wait, and the mark, and that marked give me myself the buzzer. (laughs) It's big on my screen too. And that marked the end of access to her grandchildren for Ruth Markle, her former husband, and the rest of the family. Okay. Charlie Adelson is the oldest brother of Dan Markle's ex wife, Wendy. Adelson so now we're gonna set the scene let's give you the scene here is Jose Luis Rivera and this other Latino dude over here I can't remember his name and here's the Filipina chick right here all right let's give him a buzzer (laughs) all right so these are the facilitators of the deletion all right now let's go down so you can get the all the parties involved this is the ex-wife all right a flatback, if you will. And let's go ahead and see if we can get her all flatbacked. Yep, she's a flatback with a padded bra. All right. Uh, there she is, there looking like every white woman in America with the white woman uniform. I mean, not be- very nondescript, if you will. All I could say is blonde flatback, but she's not even really blonde. All right, and so she's showing her teeth. Niggas always gotta show their teeth. All right, so here we go, right here. She's showing her teeth. And uh, this is the flat-backed wife who would be, oh, she seems like a nice woman. She doesn't seem evil, (laughs) right? Meanwhile, while she probably grew up at Florida State, this is probably a video of her at Florida State University. Hi,
1: my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tits. I make boys fall in love with me. They always go in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to.
0: Yeah, that, they look almost on par. I mean, they look like, good Lord. I mean, listen, <laughs> they be all looking alike like a mother sucker. All right, so here we go right here. This is the ex-wife and the baby mama. All right, are we keeping track here? I know. Here we have the father of Kaylee. This is Kaylee's father, the wife, the ex-wife. This is Kaylee's mother. Can you see the resemblance? Boy, I tell you, man, they be aging like, government Swiss cheese at this point. This is Kaylee's mother. And this is Kaylee's brother. All right. This is Kaylee's brother. And there's Kaylee again, looking like every white woman in America. All right. So we have, this is, this is the family. It's a family affair. Now let me get this straight here. Look, check this out. This guy right here. And these are all dentists. I think these three work as dentists. I don't know what she, cause I've seen the Dateline, by the way. I don't remember what she does. But they run a dental office, all right? They're all three dentists, and I don't know what she does. Now, this guy right here, (laughs) this guy right here is the boyfriend of this woman right here, all right? This woman right here. This is the boyfriend. They're connected. They're they're connected, all right? They're kind of boyfriend and girlfriend. He just smashing her to death. Yeah, her right here, the great Kabuki, all right? (laughs) The great Kabuki, yes. All right, let me stop with the music here. Now, I don't remember how these two got involved, but hopefully they tell me. Here's what we got, man. This is crazy. So this is, this is the victim's mother. We we're probably not going to show her again. All right, so everybody got the story. Well, Catherine, this woman, the Filipino woman, if we will, was the liaison, and she worked in Charlie's dental practice and had dated him. All right, so he was, he was clapping them cheeks. It was also where we were cut off. I don't know what that means. It says right here. The doting grandmother was worried about what was going to happen to her grandchildren. She would eventually take matters into her own hands, writing a bill named after her son that was passed in Florida that protects the visitation rights of grandparents in the event of a sudden death, such as a deletion. Well, here it is. Luis Rivera, who pleaded guilty of deletion in 2019 and was sentenced to 19 years while Garcia faced the death penalty. Mm. All right? So this is a whole sorted thing here. So these two people going down, Luis gets life, uh, he gets 19 years. This guy gets the death penalty. And conspiracy and was, wait. Okay, he was sentenced to life in Okay, he was, okay, he didn't get the death penalty. Earlier this year, after the numbers of false starts, Catherine, the great Kabuki, was also convicted of first degree deletion and conspiracy in the slaying of Dan Markle as the news and the news starting to tighten. So Rivera didn't know who was behind the deletion plot, but testified that the great Kabuki was the woman in the middle doing everything. So here's what we got the brother's girlfriend of the Kaylee set it up so that these dudes, and she probably gave them cheats, by the way, she probably gave them booty cheats. Okay, so the brother, just so you can get it, the brother of Kaylee, the brother of Kaylee's, his girlfriend, his girlfriend, the great Kabuki, set up the two mariachi band members, the two Cubans to go do the deletion. Boy, I tell you, man, these people act crazy. Where are you finding these women, coach? Where are you finding these women? You know, they tag team that tail because what does she pay them with? My goodness. All right. What else is going on here? It says right here. He also claimed to know the reason for the hit. Why did they delete the guy? Just like every story. Because the lady wants her two kids back. She wants full custody of the kids. So let's go back. The lady. What lady are you talking about? This lady, Kaylee, and her mother set up the juicy hit. This is crazy. Wow. Here we go. Let's get into the developments here. So it's a it was about custody. She wanted full custody. Women cannot deal with 50-50 custody. I'm gonna tell you, they can't do it. They it's a L. So you're trying to be a good father. We're talking about fatherless women in this show. And I'm setting it up many fathers are pushed out of their children's lives. We're going to get into it. Some fathers leave, some fathers we're going to get into it. But here's an example, yet another one, where we show. Because the father's being in the in the kid's life, they delete him. He says, I need a flow chart." Yeah, it's out of control. Just imagine putting the hit together. That had to be out of control as well. All right, it says right here. For Ruth Markle, the mother of the victim, the development stirred in her guts. She had long suspected that Wendy, a.k.a. Kaylee, was involved in her son's deletion from the start. Wendy has Wendy has maintained her innocent and has so far not been charged despite now officially being named a suspect. I'll give you an update. And finally, Charlie Adelson, who was the brother of Kaylee, was arrested in April and charged with first degree deletion and conspiracy wiretaps that capture big brother. uh, The big brother allegedly discussed the hit, wiped out any vestige of the idea that he was not involved. Obviously, if his girlfriend's doing the dirty deed, he had to be involved. For the first time, cops named Charlie, Wendy, and their domineering monster-in-law, Donna, as suspects in Markle's death. The Adelson clan, the whole family went down, was part of the FBI sting that involved an undercover agent broaching Donna, that is the monster-in-law, for more money. And if you actually heard the clip. Um, The person called them and she tried to act like she didn't know what he was talking about. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. And essentially, they wiretapped the conversation between her and her son, which is this guy. They called her. Then she called him. And then she was like, hey, did you get a crazy call? Hey, something's up. And then they basically admit, hey, uh, don't say nothing. Don't you know, they tried to act suspicious. All right. So the FBI stinged her. Recordings made at the Miami Dolce Vita Resto captured the Ferrari driving Charlie allegedly discussing matters with the great Kabuki. All right. Sorry, I got to give y'all names because I can't you know, I'm bad with names. All right. The great Kabuki, the girl, he was clapping cheeks throughout the probe. The word TV came up as an apparent code for the deletion of the ex-husband. Charlie used it. Donna used it. And most importantly, so did Wendy. Wendy. With that being said, that would be a conspiracy. If everybody knows the code word, everybody's evolved. I don't know how daddy got it. I don't know how dad. Mm. Says right here, we're not used to a deletion for hire in our family. The or I don't know what this is right here. And she's, uh, let me see if I can give you an update. The media and the Facebook go, oh, we don't care about that. Dan Markle, a man who had urged his mom to take care of the kids, if anything should happen to him, would have celebrated his 50th birthday. On October 9th. And this is an old article. And um, let me see. That's the end of that story. Now there is an update. There is an update that I want to share with you. On this story. Because uh, yeah man. I'm going to go back to my. I have to go back to my Google. Let me see. here. It appears that. Let me see what the latest news is on this one. Alright. So we do have the latest update. Which was three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, and then, <laughs> the, there's the Ferrari driving. Was it Ferrari or Lamborghini? He looks a little worse for wear now. This is the brother who's facing trial, and guess what? The great Kabuki, his girlfriend, turned states evidence against him. Mm. All right, all right. So the girl turned against him. So we got two. Look, Dev by simp. We have the two Latina bro, Latino brothers. In jail, one about the one in life in prison, one 20 years. One woman, one woman, Wendy, brought all of these people down. So the great kabuki turned on the boyfriend, which is the brother of Kaylee. Let's get this shit off the screen. Attorneys for accused Dan Markle deletion suspect, Charlie Addison, are asking the judge to keep any statements made to investigators by his one-time girlfriend secret until asked, until after she testifies. All right. So they're they're playing the legal game right there. And uh, he still hasn't been convicted. He's still going on. He still hasn't been convicted. And um, did the girl get convicted? The great Kabuki got convicted, too. But let me see here. I'll pull up the article where she turns states evidence on them on them. Let me see if I can go back. Give it to me. Give it to me. Let me go back. Go back. Give me the news. Uh, here it is right here. This is November. Uh, the great kabuki looking a little bit boy. I tell you, man, when they go to jail, they don't be looking right. Everybody goes, you know what I mean? You can't use hair and makeup. Uh, show the video here, get, get to the great kabuki here, right there. Uh, the great kabuki turns state witness on Charlie Adelson. That's Star- Charlie Adelson's trial. Nears all right. let me let me go for it. Put her on camera. There she is right there. Hold up, let's get a closer look. Let's get a close, let's get a closer look here. There she is right there. She's she's hidden by her attorney. The attorney's hiding her, but you can't barely see her. Get come on, man! Oh, we got to get a better. We got to get a better one right here. Let's see what the great Kabuki looking like. There she is, right there. You see her? Damn, she didn't age twenty five years, bro. She's she looking like somebody grandma out here, Tiger Mama. Look at that! Oh man, when well, you don't have makeup and hair... <laughs> She looking like Master Splinter. Hold up for a second. Where's Master Splinter when we need her, boy? I tell you, hair and makeup is a woman's savior at this point. Great, my man, Master Splinter in here. This is what y'all be sipping over. She got the whole bun and everything, boy. I tell you, man. Oh, the humanity. Yeah, she. Here we go. Oh, the humanity. All right, look at that. All right, so she 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 in jail. All right, hold up for a second. Get get a closer up on her. Get a close. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. That's reprehensible. Hold up for a second. She got the jailhouse glasses on. What is this? Jesus. From the land of the rising sun. Jesus. Master Splinter. <laughs> Jesus. <Jeez, Lord. laughs> Man, if it wasn't for hair and makeup, what would women do, bruh? This is crazy. She looking like the foot clan. This is terrible.
1: All right. Anyway,
0: let me stop here. All right. So uh, you see what happens with men. Let me get to the super chats. This dude, you be losing your life. All you want to be is a good father. I keep saying this. And uh, even that gets sabotaged, even when you're trying to do a halfway decent job. And uh, the, the onus is on you. You're going to get the blame. You know, you're going to get the blame, right? As Jermaine says.
1: Hey. All
0: right, ladies, he said I would still clap. Y'all, man, reprehensible. Okay, okay. Yeah, that
1: brother's starving.
0: Starving, brothers. These brothers be starving for a piece. Of course, we would still hit. Uh, Chris the Rebel says, do not spend your strength on women. Your vigor of those will ruin. He says, your vigor on those who ruin kings. Do not spend your strength on women. Your vigor on those who ruin kings. Proverbs 31 and 3. As Coach says, leverage and do not, do not let a woman play with your meat, your money, energy, intention, and time. Uh, very tough lessons. It's a very tough lesson to uh, teach here as we go through it. We're going to get to the main event here, under an hour. When it comes to this scripture, Proverbs 31 and 3, as, as I am not the most biblical person, I realize the Bible Bible has a lot of great lessons in it, and many men should be reading the Bible. You should be also reading various other texts of spirituality, not limited to the Bible, right? The Quran, all right, you should also be reading from the Torah. You should always be reading from other great wise men and other philosophers from the past. You will find that they've always had the answers. The answers have already been there on how we should be truly teaching young women in our lives and how we should be spending our times with them but many of you ninjas out here fighting women arguing with women have you noticed on my channel i don't even spend time doing it it's not that i can't do it i will tie their ass into a whole knot in a pretzel but the reality is because i'm not gonna let them get get away with the bullshit and you see me interact with a few women and i'll just automatically let them tie themselves into their own knot the reality is the bible has told us so And thus, I have spoken from the true spirit of Elijah in many of the things without even the knowledge previous that the Bible has presented us. And I will tell you, protect your meat. You are a king. Some people will sabotage even your direction as a man in what you should do, chasing your tail, trying to get something and accomplish something that is damn near impossible. Okay? Which is... Making the woman happy. I've been wait a minute. That's not even the sound effect, but this one is the sound effect. I'm not happy. (laughs) This is an impossible mission. I, I I've said this a long time ago before I was even doing red pill content. Women are not to be pleased. The reason why I say that is because as you are trying to please them, you raise the bar. And you will find that the effort is futile. You will waste years trying to accomplish this only for her to do what we call or many people call in the drug addiction, sex addiction world, only for her to relapse after all the work you've done. You've done all the work and she will relapse and go right back to the beginning. She will reset Everything you work for, in which I will say, and the Bible has says, do not even waste your strength on this. It's useless. Now, it's unfortunately the woman will go on and be damaged. I will let you guys know this. She's going to go along and be damaged. But these pseudo psychologists, these therapists, I mean therapists, these people who have degrees from the University of California berserkly, they're going to tell you to waste all of your time and attention. To heal these people who you cannot heal. The Lord said so. Mm. For the Bible said so. If we follow the Lord and not these pseudoscientists. These libtards. With these useless degrees. Some of them are very good. Shout out to the, thera- I mean, the therapists. And the counselors. That actually have some validity out here. But the problem is. You are also redirecting the energies that is necessary for a man to be who he is on something as a, on something like this that the person could relapse in a matter of moments. Okay, this is what this is what the true problem is. The, the true problem is okay. It's a mission impossible. It's mission impossible. Okay, once you get to that level. It's Mission Impossible. Anyway, shout out to the daddies out here. Get
1: them, daddy.
0: But we walk in. Yes, yeah, California berserkly. We're going to have to name all the universities at this point. Oh, I'm at I'm a the rapist from, California, from Arizona State. Mm. Talk about a useless university. University of Phoenix, right? Arizona State, University of Phoenix, these degrees are garbage. All right, you might as well just ball it up like this. Throw it in the damn trash can. Who of significance came from Arizona State? Mm. (laughs) You just pay your way in. Just come on in. Come on in. All right. Anyway, crypto keeper like Coach always says 30-year-old men who hit their stride are just figuring out their leverage. 30-year-old women are on the decline. Imagine figuring this out late A lot of men figured this out late, man. We figured this out too late. We don't have We didn't have. We didn't have the knowledge. We weren't able to share this knowledge. And now we do. They don't like it. They don't like it. Desert Brew Crew says, going to be busy with my daughter and wife at the Vegas shoot. Vegas shot. Is it shoot? What is this? A basketball tournament? Oh, it's an archery tournament at South Point. World's biggest archery tournament. You should see it at least once shout out to you i know this fine plump piece of uh milk of magnesia i know she'll be there she's an archery person i know her personally she's a fine thick piece of red-headed milk of magnesia all right and she's an archery shooter i have a good personal relationship with her i know she'll be there perhaps i'll give her a call all right Mm. shout out to her all right and shout out to you you're gonna have fun there man south point Casino on your way out back to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, redheads, boy. You know, redheads. I'm going to tell you.
1: Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir,
0: brother. Them redheads ain't nothing like a redhead, man. But they cuckoo for cuckoo puffs. All right. Anyway, they can be tough to handle. I'm going to let y'all know right now. Let me see here. <laughs> Loud Pocket says Kim K hates on Kanye. Because his kids love him, and uh, she looks angry at Kanye, like angry the angry Snoop Dogg picture for sure. And we share stories of that. And the internet is going buzz; they're buzzing on that video that I showed you of the black woman, the the black mother that said she hates her child's father, meaning that this leads her to hate her relationship with her child. And the father, and the the child likes the father so much, it makes her not want her child around. All right, shout out to Dr. Thunder says, pain. my respects. Congratulations, brother, on your channel. All right, you do good work. You're one of the men that we need out here. Pause. He says, Raiders are only 304s, man. I don't know, man. Sometimes the crazy, the best piece leave attached to the craziest ones. Crypto Keeper, the best of seeking ain't cheap, coach. It's running up the pockets big time. Yeah, you got to find... Again, don't go for the best on there, bro. Just use that as a celebration. Right. Do use that, use that only for celebratory. Otherwise, mess with some mess with some right below margin. <laughs> All right. What do we got here? Jacob says DJ Mustard is being a good daddy and a good husband, just keeping up with those payments. He says, just keep up with those payments, you'll be fine. Keep your hopes up, brother. Keep your hopes up. Just keep up with the payments. You still a Debbie dad. She going to drag your ass. You know why? You know why, DJ Muster? you're going to take an L? You're going to take an L for two reasons. Number one, you got 50-50 custody. So you just made her a part-time mother. All right, you're already fighting and bickering. I'm just hoping to God that you can put this train back on the track. but probably not. You're not going to be able to do so. So thus, she's always going to be at your neck. All right, potentially trying to sabotage you. We already know this is coming. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is that now that you're paying $19,000 in support, um, what's going to happen is you're also going to be required to pay for half of the other bullshit. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What you're going to find out is you were paying the full tuition to private school. Now she wants to be able to pay her half with the money you were awarded. See, what you think is going to happen is she's going to use her $19,000 to pay for the full tuition. It's kind of like what you do to a kid. You give them a dollar. Hey, pay the man, right, to make them feel like a big boy or a big girl. Hi, I'll give you the money. It's basically doing an extra step for bullshit to make the woman feel important. Okay, I'll write the check, and you buy all the kids the stuff, and you be the hero. Mm. And then the woman says, I bought this for you, kids. Look at me. Ain't hey, you know, on my fantastic. See, I'm great. And then the dad's sitting over there like I bought that shit. Well, if you say that, that's parental alienation, by the way. You can't you can't say something like that. Well, she bought it with my child support payment. Gentlemen, you cannot talk to your kids that way. That is called parental alienation. You're making the mother look bad intentionally, although it's true. You can't say that. So what's going to happen is she's going to take the $19,000 and she's going to write a check for her portion of the private school tuition. And then you are going to write, your. you're still paying half. Even though you paid her her money, not only that, you're going to pay half of the kids' activities. You're going to be shocked. He's going to be shocked. Okay? You're going to be shocked as to your ex that you're paying some support to is going to then say, you still owe me for this. And she's going to send you all kind of shit. Well, I bought half of the school clothes. I paid for half a Little League. I pay-. Meanwhile, you were paying for 100% of that shit earlier. You were paying for 100%. Now she's going to say, I paid half of the dentist bill. I paid half of the medical bill. I paid half of the school. I paid half of this shit. And she's going to keep a spreadsheet. An Excel spreadsheet that she updates daily while collecting your $19,000 check every month. She's going to send you a message telling you every time she paid for something. Y'all think I'm joking? Who thinks I'm lying? Who thinks I'm lying? Who thinks I'm lying? She's going to sit everything she buys. She's going to send it, whether it's $50, whether it's $10. She's going to say, I spent $10 on this and send you a message. And you're going to be like, the fuck? <laughs> okay, bitch. And you're going to be like, whatever. You're going to blow that shit off. Oh, you owe me $5. <laughs> yep. That's why I said you're lying. Thank you. They they don't have nothing else going on in their life but this shit. This is the best thing going. Then she's gonna pay $75 for this. And she's gonna say, you owe me $34 and 50 cents. Whatever it is, $32.50. You owe me is that the right, is that the right one? Whatever the breakdown of $75 is. They're gonna nickel and dime your ass. Meanwhile. You're going to pay for something, and you're not going to even tell her about it. Then she's going to send you another message saying, you owe me $28.50 because they put money on the lunch card. And then you're going to say, "Uh, it's thirty seven dollars Thank you, yeah. Um, And then you're going to say, well, I actually paid $500. You're going to say, I actually paid $500 for something else. And she's going to say, I don't know what you paid $500 for. I didn't agree to that. Or she might say, thanks, but you still owe me $28.50. Now, you're going to think this shit goes on. You're going to be like, all right, I'll just keep her quiet. Every day, every other day, every two days, she's going to send you a message. You owe me $48.72. Yep, she got. I didn't ask you to buy something. And you're going to be like, the fuck is going on? And then you're going to snap on her. Look, if it don't have if it's not $150, don't bother me. Just cover the bill. That's gonna set her off. What she's gonna do is keep now. Na- oh, really? She's gonna keep track of all that shit. One day she's gonna take you to court with a big spreadsheet. because she you told her to stop telling her. You told her to stop telling her. Oh, but not her. She says, okay, cool. Well, she's gonna come in there, nickel and diamond, $15.20, $17.38. $50.75. She's gonna go bing, 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 bing. She's gonna have 150 items. She's gonna walk into court and say he hasn't paid none of this shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you were paying her some child support. You were paying something. You were pay- you were covering expenses, lot, not letting her know. You were covering shit. $500 here. You bought kids bikes. You bought them computers. You bought them school supplies. You bought them all kinds of shit. You pay for, you pay for cheerleading programs. You pay for archery lessons. You pay for tutoring. You pay for uh karate. You pay for karate lessons. She's going to go. I didn't agree to pay for none of that shit. Mm. I didn't ask you to pay for that. You didn't give me a receipt. You didn't ask. You didn't send me a message telling me what I owed. Let me tell y'all something. That's how that shit goes. It's correct. Who, who has been through something like that? Has anybody been? And by the way, when she hires the attorney, yep, they, they were gifts. So your kid's riding a bike back and forth to school. She never once thought. She never once thought, maybe I owe half for the bike. Never once. Mm-hmm. And she got the bike at her house. You guys you guys think i'm tripping she got the bike the kids the kids riding the bike that you bought back and forth she never once thought maybe i should pay half of the bike i owe you half of the bike she never she never will she never will bring that shit up you bought them a laptop for school you bought them clothes shoes haircuts haircuts you take your kid to get their hair cut every month get their shit lined up she never once says Boom, let me put that on the spreadsheet so that when I go to court, I can actually show that you contributed something. Nah, when they go to court, they're going to say he paid for nothing, and he owes me this. Mm. Who thinks I'm lying? Who thinks I'm lying? And even if you're paying child support, she's still going to have a list of shit that you owe. Who thinks I'm lying? Somebody says, see many co workers in construction go through this BS. She presented to the judge that you're such a deadbeat. You've paid for nothing for years. She's going to put that on the spreadsheet. He owes me this. He refuses to pay. And meanwhile, you're going to show up with your spreadsheet, and the judge is going to crumple that shit up soon as the wait a minute. Hold on. where my paper? You're going to be like, yeah, hey, judge, here's my spreadsheet. This is what I paid for. Judge is going to go. So is her attorney. So is she. I don't recognize anything on that. Mm. (laughs) You're going to be like, oh, you did what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to buy your kid a bike. You were supposed to buy them computers. You were supposed to do this. But this shit right here, this is what you're supposed you're supposed to pay half of this shit too. You're gonna be sitting over there like, you're gonna be like, Oh the humanity. <laughs> Who thinks i am like? Hey, if you've been through this or you know somebody been through this, tell these people what it's really like. Yep, that was a gift. That was a gift. Thanks for being a nice guy. Was it on Christmas? Was it on a birthday? Well, it was a gift. Mm. <laughs> he said, taking me back. Yo, I don't, I am not lying, dude. You guys are lucky to have me. I am. My ex has dragged me to court for 10 years. I've seen it all. Not just in mine. I've seen it because I'm in the courtroom. I'm in the courtroom. I'm watching cases. Like, people think I make shit up. I'm watching cases waiting for me to go up, right? So I'm watching other people going through the same misery and bullshit. I'll be sitting there like, damn, like there's 20 other cases that go on before I even show up. So I'm sitting there like, this is nuts. So people think I'm always talking about my case. I'm not. Being that I've been in the courtroom for 10 years I've and, and talking through these and, and dealing with this stuff, I see case after case after case. I'm just seeing people going, this shit is crazy. Most of the time, most of the time, the man is defending himself and he doesn't know what he's doing, right? He's getting railroaded. And the only way he can get out of it is if he comes up with 10K and then some of these lawyers, shout out to our lawyers in the red pill. Let me tell y'all something. Most of the lawyers, and I've had I've had several lawyers. I had one excellent lawyer. One guy was too old and he put a young rookie who didn't really know what she was doing. That was probably her first real case. Uh, But she was a tall, leggy Kaylee. She was fine as hell, by the way, in my book. And um, I don't think her spirit was in it. Some of these lawyers that I've seen in court are 100% garbage. I'm going to tell you, and I'm not trashing them just to trash them. Some of the the judges have been better than these lawyers. These lawyers have been trash. All right, and it's not just my lawyers. I've seen people that have other lawyers. They are not helping these people out. They are not helping these men out. Like you think the lawyers going to bat for you? They just showing up. They just showing up. The person gave them the retainer, got the money. The dude sitting over there looking beat down and disheveled. Lawyers doing the bare minimum. Many one time, one time I saw a lawyer berating a male client outside of the courtroom. He was berating him. So the guy showed up. He basically showed up basically with a uh, it was a white dude and it was a Jewish lawyer. And some of these lawyers are broke, by the way. All right. They shoot their they're, I look at their shoes and their suits. Some of these family law court, low family law lawyers are broke. They ain't not they not making a lot of money. Now, I knew one that was really rich. And you didn't see him. He was flying around the courtroom. He had so many cases going, you couldn't even stop him. He wouldn't even stop the talk. All right. He was just flying around there, buzzing from courtroom to courtroom. Most of the other lawyers are goofy. All right. Now, this one lawyer was berating this man, basically like, you better do this and you better tell him how much money you make. And you like, basically, like he wasn't helping him at all. And he was like, you better say this. You better do this. And if you don't do this, the judge is going to do. I was like, damn, that's your lawyer, Sean? Like, They doing the bare minimum. Now, one thing that my Kaylee lawyer, she came in, she was she she was doing no. She she did a good job uh, for her being uh, new in the game, but her boss was an old uh, a old Jewish guy. Oddly enough, he was old Jewish guy. He was um, I can't tell you too much, but he was already kind of retired out, right? He wasn't really working that hard. He would show up and he would help her out because he was knowledgeable, right? But um with that being said, that being said, do not depend on these lawyers. They're they're trash. They they're not going when I say trash, they're not going in there to fight for you. Like they're not Larry H. Parker. <laughs> they ain't going there like we're gonna go in there and steamroll them. Are you ready? One, two, three, team. Nope. They in there showing up. They show up with a goofy-ass cheap blue or black suit, dusty-ass shoes, hair disheveled, didn't even shave from last night. They come in stumbling, fumbling. They know you about to get whipped into the ropes and the big boot and leg drop. So they just showing up for the thing. Do one lawyer was so so surprised. He was like, I'm surprised you got what you got. You you did a good job testifying. I was like, damn, you thought I was going to lose? They suits are like those suits are like 15 years old. Stumbling, fumbling and bumbling. There's not that many good family law attorneys, not 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 for men. They're not. No, nope. no, no, no. They're not going in there fighting you and, and, and going in there. They have more allegiance to the judge than they have to you. And I explained that earlier. Yeah, they're focused on in their career. They don't want to piss off the judge fighting for you. So they will go in there. Hi, your highness. Hi, your majesty. Hi, your honor. You know what I mean? They'll go in there and kowtowing and tiptoeing around. uh, And I'm saying, man, you better say something. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. So just know, man, do not depend on them. You better do your homework. Do your due diligence. Um. Yeah. Judges like people who respect their courtroom. Yeah. I mean, I had a a great judge, a great lawyer and a a great judge. But my lawyer, one of my lawyers, she was good. Like she knew what to say in the right time to say it. And she was not overbearing. Now, she would cuss everybody out in the hallway. (laughs) So what she would be like is the one of the attorneys I had, she didn't care for all of this back and forth, although she was going through some baby mama drama shit herself. She would be like, both of you guys are stupid. She basically that's how that's how one of my attorneys would handle it. She would say both of you guys are stupid. Like you guys are fighting and bickering over nothing. Uh, essentially, she was right, but I was kind of like, it ain't my fault.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's her fault. That's not how they see it, though. That's not how they see it. see it anyway. Where are we at? Agent Machine, uh, shout out to John L. Angelo says, "Bro, you ain't lying. My lawyer got me a bad deal. He just took my money." and ran of course
1: got to get my bag and run
0: <laughs> yep the judges and lawyers do play golf t- together on the weekends yep country clubs yes uh they do uh sit they, do do you guys know that lawyers pay for judges to go on vacation not i don't know in all municipalities but lawyers can gift judges vacations like they be like uh yeah i sent this judge on a vacation i paid for their all expense paid trip to Cabo. you're like what yes they do yes they do this is how deep it is so you don't want no parts of this system what you would want what you would want yep they donate to their campaigns uh to get elected especially outside of the family court the judges that get elected they're a part of the same bar association he says wow dude jesus they're part of the same bar association." Um, so I would not go there looking for justice. And this is one of the ignorances of the primary people who take people to court, which are women. Women probably make up 80% of the cases, right? Women bring 80% of the cases to the to these courts. I would say 80%, although I don't know statistically. If it wasn't for women, none of these people will have jobs. And I'm kicking the real to you guys. If it weren't for women, the courts would be closed down for business and judges would be broke and lawyers would be broke. Like, they're the ones bringing the cases. Domestic violence, child support, uh, any of the divorces, 70, 80% of women file for divorce. They're the ones bringing the, the cases. So in their ignorance, they think they're going to get justice. And many times they can get justice, but the justice that they get is basically hemming you up, either getting your pockets pat, wasting your time, or making you go to anger management, From a uh, TRO or domestic violence, making you pay some frivolous amount of money, which amounts to probably like four thousand dollars at best. Four thousand dollars. They're they're adding on shit. It's just basically very, very goofy shit in which they go. And basically, this is how this is how women leave the courtroom. Nanana boo boo. (laughs) Like that's their goal. At the end, they want to be able to go nanana boo boo. Like, that's the worst that can happen. Like, the only time you go to jail is if you just don't pay child support for a long time. Like, nothing else happens. This is why I tell you, don't even be scared to go in there. You know what I mean? Like, nothing gonna happen. You can lie, perjure yourself. You can cheat. You can do whatever the hell you want up in there. You ain't not going to jail. (laughs) You be in there scared? Yeah, they can hit you up on your finances and make some shit hard for you and scare you. Um, I ain't scared when I go in there because... Just be like, nothing that they could do of have consequences of you w- in terms of your freedom unless you just can't pay your child support. All this shit is just a show. It's just a dog and pony show uh, for the woman to think she's getting back at you. Most of the time they lose when they go in there though. They go in there and lose. So what they'll do is they'll say, they'll bring all of this bullshit, waste all of this time. They'll pay paralegals and attorneys. People will exchange five and $10,000 here and there. Uh, they wasted your time away from work. They went up there to tattletale on you. They think they're going to get full custody or they file a false claim against you and the judge will be like, ah, well, we'll just do whatever we want. They push it to the side. They give her an extra $1,000 and she walks out. This is reprehensible. I'm not getting the justice that I want.
1: She still walked
0: out of there pissed. She still walks out of there with the sense of she'll get a nanana boo-boo. Oh, I got a, I got him on $400 of child support. Three months later, She's still complaining about money because guess what? She's using the child support to survive. I mean, it's a weird, weird thing, guys. You guys got to What I'm going to tell you is stay out of court. Whatever you do, stay out of court. All right. And I will tell you, if the woman still is so passionate about bringing you to court, fight they ass with legal paperwork. Okay. Do whatever you can to stay up out the court. All right. And that's going to frustrate the shit out of her. So delay Delay, ask for continuances, file motions, hire attorneys, fire them (laughs) before the trial. Do not proceed. Show up. Don't take the stand. Mom is the word. Plead the fifth. Mm. File for more motions. Get asked for extra custody. Get injunctions. Ask for shit. File for bankruptcy in the middle of the proceedings. Dude. Mm. This shit is not a legit place to go. All it is is a dog and pony show. He says, fire your lawyer. Who does that? Dude, fire your lawyer right in the courtroom. Fire your lawyer right up in the courtroom. (laughs) Now, if you're a W-2 employee, you can't do that. Somebody says, plead the fifth got me detained in jail for a day for contempt of court. Yeah, you guys got to be careful with that. You guys got to be careful. You got to see who your judge is. But by the way, that's probably, that's probably, they're probably illegal, by the way. They probably, they're not supposed to be able to do that. But look, firing right in the middle of the courtroom. You know what? This guy is not representing me fairly. But look, fire their ass. Look, man, because look, otherwise they're going to fire you. They're just going to file a motion to say they don't represent you no more. Fire their ass. Like, man, you ain't working for my behalf. Look, hey, your honor, I'm replacing this attorney. (laughs) file it right up in there right before you go to court file it in the office right before you show up uh yes uh we we, we will have to ask for a continuance I just fired this jackass mm. bye-bye somebody says I got walked out in cuffs yeah man I tell you dude these people man I tell you it's a racket but yeah, just 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 do just just, you know, use use their system against them. Anyway, the lead attorney's over here giggling and sniggling, listening to me. But uh, shout out to uh, let me see here. Agent Machine says many lawyers. Re- um, let me see. He says many lawyers refuse to drop the hammer on women. He says they want you to go easy while they acquiesce to the ex's nonsense. CGA is right. Dude, these guys know what I'm talking about. They'll go easy on them. You're like, man, you know what up? I- Like, you're over here like, man, pimp slap her. (laughs) You hitting them like this. Man, you hear her lying. they be like, yo, just. just, just, just." You know why? Because they pay the bills. They pay the bills, man. You know what I mean? Like, they not go go in and just go in hard old women. They're like, oh, well, you know. You like, get her, man. She lying. You heard her lying, right? Get, Get her. Get her. They won't challenge you. Rob A. Lamont says, modern XXs be sitting at the head of the table plotting on how to kick you. Out of the bloodline. Indeed. Shout out to the bloodline. They do. Abel returns to eating. We're going to get to the main event here. Abel returns to eating. Dear coach, Monk Mode, 10 years. He says, gentlemen, Monk Mode, Monk Mode, Monk Mode. Get your head out of your arses. Shaking my head. Peace, quiet, and freedom. All right. Shout out to you. Let's get to the main event here. My man, sorry for Frank Moolah. I walked out of court in handcuffs. Uh, A day in jail. It's all right. (laughs) All right. A day in jail. And then what happened? What happened then? You had to restart the case. What what happened? Where are we at here? What happened to you? Let's get to the main event. Uh, we're going to talk about the. What's at stake? Are the stakes too high to date fatherless women? We're talking about monk mode, monk mode, monk mode. Are the stakes too high? Uh, let's go to the statistics, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to the statistics. Oh, man, this this tweet moved up that I meant to uh, use as a frame of reference. So I'm going to have to find it. Oh, it's from this guy. Says right here, um, fathers. Let's talk about fathers. Uh, Let's use a little bit of humor. Chris Rock right here says, as a father, if you didn't keep your daughter off the pole, you effed up. All right. So one of the main duties, obviously, is to keep your daughter off the pole and when he says the pole he means the stripper pole so that's one of the jobs of a father like you can tell you messed up with your daughter if you have if you're a fatherless woman and you ended up in these streets or you ended up on only fans or you ended up as a stripper a scripper you ended up uh like that your father messed up yeah man your father definitely messed up so that's one of the reasons one of the things we can see. What do we see today? We see a prevalence of women doing these activities. These are automatically probably going to be considered fatherless women. Now let's quantify this on what a fatherless woman can be. Okay, so I have four categories here. There's four fatherless woman categories. There's the fa- there's the present father but he is not he has an emotional connection so he's present and he's he's keyed in. He's zoned in. He he has a job. He probably not doing a good job, but he has a decent job. He comes back home. He plays the role, the, du- the dutiful husband. He pleasures his wife. He does what his wife says, and he has and he plays tea party with his daughter. He plays tea party with the daughter. Um he he lets the daughter paint his nails, his fingernails bright red colors or blight yellow, despite the fact that he has to give a presentation tomorrow. He, He has the daughter puts on wigs and scarves, plays teddy bears and all of this stuff, puts makeup on. So this is a father. This is the ideal father. He's present. He's supportive financially. And he also has the emotional connection. And he has this long term. Now, the problem, one of the problems with this father is that he might be a run over, step over father, like he he might he does have the, the child's respect, but the child knows I can get over on this guy, and as the child ages, the child will figure out how to manipulate this father, and the father will be clueless. He'll be clueless about it. I have a great relationship with my daughter, and she be out there doing funny stuff on him, right? And then he'll find out sooner or later. Oh, dad, you know the do- it'll be like the ring game, all right? So it'll be the daughter. This guy, this father is this guy. Let's go ahead and show you what this father is. Let me see if I can show you where's the ring game. This is the father that I'm describing.
1: Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing the ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man.
0: Now, this father, he's going to find out later on when his daughter's 23 went to Arizona state and sucked off half the football team. The daughter's going to come back and say, Hey dad, when I was 12 years old, when you left your wallet on the kitchen counter, I used to steal your credit card and buy up all kinds of shit online, video games and shit makeup. We used to go to Claire's with your credit card. She used to write your credit card number and your damn three digit code down so that she can go buy shit online on, uh, on video games and shit. All right. This is the guy that get now, he's not gonna know anything until years later. Now she has some damage. She got over on dear old dad. She figured dear old dad out. She would come sit on daddy's lap. Oh, hi dad. And 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 brush his bald hair. Love you, dad. You know what I mean? Dad, anytime she wanted to watch a movie, he dad's tired. On a Thursday, he's worried about his presentation, going to get ready on Friday. The daughter says, Dad, sit here and watch this movie. It's a three-hour Disney movie. Dad watches the movie. All right, he's like, man, can we wait till the weekend? No, 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 no. We can't wait till the weekend. We got to do it now. All right, and so dad, instead of gets ready for his presentation, he watches the movie. He's a good dad. He's a good man. And he does what all the people tell him to do. You, dad, are a good dad. Yeah, he's going to watch Mean Girls. Hey, sit down right here on school night. Your daughter your, your daughter just wants to stay up late on the school night. She's 12 years old. She just wants to eat popcorn and snacks and shit on Thursday so she don't have to go to bed. So she watches a movie, You So Dumb. Okay? She stays up late by the night. You got to wake her up to get to school. <laughs> right? And you're doing what they tell you to do. Meanwhile, when you go to do your presentation to work, you're ill-prepared, and Mr. Spacely fires your ass. Mr. Spacely comes up, you're fired, Jetson, (laughs) right? Jetson, what the hell's going on? The hell is this shit? All right, so, (laughs) but he's doing it right. He's he's doing the emotional connection, but he's allowing the daughter to think of how to manipulate poor dear old dad. Now, here's the next one. (laughs) Spacely sprockets. All right, so here's the next thing. The present father, but he has no emotional connection. The present father, but he has no emotional connection. So he's there. He comes home. He does his thing. Hi, kids. Hi, wife. He goes down to the basement so he can get some peace and quiet and decompress. He's like, this shit is crazy. Okay. He ain't getting no peace leave from his wife. His mother, the mother might be the uh, the, the one with the Suburban or the Range Rover taking everybody around. She's just making herself busy. And she's going to come back and wear herself out. Oh, I've been doing all this shit. 18 loads of laundry, taking kids from lacrosse practice, water polo practice, football practice. All right. Dad, daddy. So that dad is missing out on the connection. Sometimes he has to work a little bit late to provide for his family and put food on the, on the, on the table. But he's not emotionally connecting to the children. And he's failing. And the kids are need this emotional connection. And so they're gonna see dad as a little bit withdrawn. They're like, what's going on with dad, man? Dad don't never come to my games. Dad don't never come to my recitals. Oh, dad's just trying. He has to work. Yeah, but but what about us? What about us? He had to work. Can he take a day off? Can he not take a phone call during my recital? Can he not take a phone call during dinner? This guy. Yeah, making herself busy. So this guy, dad's just not there emotionally. Now, this is going to have repercussions later on because you will find out that a lot of women are fatherless because of this dad right here. And they're going to say, my dad didn't love me. He didn't support me. He didn't tell me he loved me. He didn't watch movies when I wanted to. He didn't take me. He didn't take us out on field trips. He uh, he was halfway there. He would take phone calls. You know what I mean? He would take work calls in the middle of my birthday party. Shit like this. But your dad's on the hustle. He's providing you. What, What will eventually happen is he's the checkbook daddy. He checkbook daddy. All right. He's like, look, I got that shit covered. All right. What do you guys have? You guys should be happy with what I'm providing. You guys are in private school. You guys are in lessons, tutoring, and all this shit. These kids come out effed up. But the dad says, look, I'm doing my job. Because I can't do it half acidly I got to pay these bills. If I don't pay these bills, all of this shit falls apart. Well, you got to love them a little bit and you got to color them and you got to read them a story and shit. And you be like, can the wife do it? Can the Android do it? Can the AI do it? And you try your best. You come home. You know, you kick off your shoes and you got your stinking ass black socks on and you got your tie. You unloosen your tie, your kids in bed. All right, everybody. All right, here we go. Let's read you a story here. Here we go. Big fish, little fish. All right, here's a big fish. Here's a little fish. You know what I mean? You giving you reading it. But at the end of the day, your job is to pay the bills. But you miss the emotional connection part. And a lot of kids will come out and they'll come out depressed. They'll come out wanting to self-delete. They'll come out and say you effed up and you were never there, despite the fact you were there. You were there every day. You checked in. You know what I mean? You were there, but you weren't there. And they're going to be like, well, my dad was there, but he wasn't there. Sometimes you can't win. You know what I mean? Now, the next dad is the dad that is present, but he's a piece of shit, (laughs) right? He's present, but he's a piece of shit. So the guy is there, but he is an alcoholic. He is an abuser. He abuses the the wife. He abuses the the kids. And it could not just, it, it, it could be any form of abuse, any form of abuse, but he's there. Right. And so that guy obviously is failing. Just being present is not enough. You're present, but you came home drunk. You're present, but you came home stinking like peace lead. You came home, but you were the uh, you were the Goodfellas dad. You were the guy from um, what is it? The mafia show. You were the plumber. You know what I mean? You had to go take a call at eleven thirty. You were a bouncer at a nightclub. You know what I mean? And your kids, you saw your kids. And when they came home, you went to go work your shift. You came home stanking like cigarette smoke, old pack of menthols, sigaweed. Uh you came home smelling like Bedussie, Tony Soprano, Daddy. Yeah, you are Tony Soprano. You're there, but you're a mess. Soon as you come in, you yelling and screaming. What the hell is all this shit? You wake everybody up. Pip slap the whole, the 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 wife. You know what I mean? It's all kind of stuff. You arguing with the wife. See, I don't know if you guys know this dad is is, is the kid is gonna be messed up. This dad is a fatherless dad. I mean, the kids, this woman that grows up like this, she's essentially going up fatherless dad. So just because the dad is not present doesn't mean that the woman's fatherless. If she has a dad like any, these one or two or three guys, she could be a fatherless dad. Yeah. All right, so the next ones are going to be the dads that are not there. All right, so that's the third one. This is the fourth one. No father because the father left. Or he was incarcerated or a gangbanger, a pookie, or he was on drugs and abuser. And he just was not there. There was no daddy. Like the daddy is a figment of her imagination. She doesn't even get the connection of him being in the space. He's a deadbeat, right? He just doesn't want anything to do with it. Uh, She only sees you in pictures. The mama gets birthday cards and shit like this and she just hides them. Or she might even show the kid, here's your daddy, here's something from your daddy. Or the daddy is dead, all right? The daddy dead, right? He died. This could go along with it. So this is the fourth one and I got one more. So there's no father. This is has a traumatic experience on how the, the woman is gonna be raised. We're talking about women, not sons today. So this is gonna be, how the daughter's going to be raised. The father just ain't there. Unlike the father that is there and providing an emotional connection and being manipulated and never telling the daughter no, there's no doubter, there's no daddy to tell the kid anything. Both of them have harming effects. So how the father participates with the women as they grow up, they're going to remember this shit. They're going to remember it, right? They got pictures of you. Standing there in your gang-banging pose in your uh county blues, right? Sitting there like this, all swole, and they're like, that's my daddy right there. She visits you in jail, maybe. Uh, You get out of jail. You relapse. You on your halfway house. You work on furlough. She comes see you uh when you're working at the wood shop. <laughs> when she see you coming, pressing license plates, right? This is a weird connection. Last one is the father is not there. There's no father, but he was alienated from the family. The alienated father. So he was not there at all, but it was due to alienation. And all her life she heard, your father ain't shit. Your father don't love you. He doesn't send you a birthday card. He ain't never sent you a message. He never called you. He will never come visit you and blah, blah, blah. So he ain't there, but most of the time is a result of He didn't want to be with the mother, so she pulled the old alienation. She pulled the old, your father's trash, right? So there's a bunch of, he says, and that's me. you the alienated dad. So the alienated dad. Now, sometimes you can be present and alienated. So there's a bunch of combinations here. What you're going to find out is that many times, most fathers are one of these guys, all right? Yeah, he left us. He left us. Now, she didn't realize maybe at the time the deck was stacked against him and he bounced. So, uh, many times you could be any one of these uh, fathers. Now, most of the time, when I say you that 33% of women grow up with the non present father, one in three women grow up with the last two categories no father. He was an incarcerated, dead, or drug addict, or he left. Or, no father, he was alienated. That's one in three women. One in three women are that father. I I grew up with a father like that. Thus, maintain the fatherless woman. Now, the majority of women grow up with the present father, but the goofy, manipulated father. The present father, but he has no emotional connection. Also, or the the present father, but he's overbearing. He's the one that comes in and says, all right, everybody, push-ups write me some damn standards and 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 go to your room no video game lights out and locks the daughter up she's 16 she can't leave the house all right he checks what she's wearing and checks if she has lipstick that father those fathers still cause harm to young women those fathers still cause harm. at one particular point or another you're going to be blamed for whatever results from your child or your daughter. And it it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Yeah, the the dad that's too serious. He's there, but he's just on my ass. He says, what's a good father then? In our culture, somebody's asking which one is me. In our culture, the best father the father that is going to get the, be- the most credit. Which one do you think? Which one do you think? Fa- which father do you think is going to get the best credit for being the best dad? All right. And then we'll get into some data here. Which father of the ones I described are going to be the best daddy? Right. Which one's going to be the best one? I can't, um, should I poll it? It's going to take too long to type that shit. It's going to take too, it's going to take too long. In my opinion, I mean, you know, maybe we can do it. It's going to take a long time to type. He said the peck, because I got to do two, both channels. I'll do one channel. The father that's going to be the best dad is going to be the present father. He's emotionally connected, but he's somewhat aloof. He's goofy meaning that the kids figure out how to get over on him, right? The, the kids figure out how to get over on him, but he he provides the emotional connection. He's subpar worker, subpar husband. He does just enough, and he shows the emotional connection. He says the black man. But he's sign of a pushover. Uh, they kind of crack on him. Dad, look at your old ass bootcut jeans. Oh, Dad, look at your fat stomach. Oh, dad, you goofy dad jokes. Stop with the dad jokes, but he's there. But they can kind of crack on him, rank on him. You know what I mean? They can kind of belittle him like the wife belittles him. He's a friend. Hey, dad, can I stay out to Can I go to the party? Yes, be home at 11. Uh, Dad, can I make can you make it midnight? Go ahead, son. Midnight it is that dad. You know what I mean? Then the key comes in at one o'clock. Son, you make me worry. Why are you coming in at 1 o'clock? I said 12. Oh, Dad, screw it. Put a sock in it, Dad. I don't want to talk about it. See you in the morning. Okay, son. That dad. That dad is the best dad in America. The dad that lets his daughter paint his fingernails yellow before his work presentation in the morning. That right there is America's dad. That's what they want you to be, gentlemen. They want you to be that. If you're not that dad and you're any one of these other dads, you're a bad dad. Mm. You're not the dad that you're, no, 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 no. You're a little too hard on them. If you're too hard on them, they're going to fight back. Oh, you're not emotionally connected. You need to be a little more emotionally connected. Yeah, you're like, yeah, but I got to work. Oh, uh, well, you know, put, put work on the back burner. Work's not that important. Money is not that important when it comes to children. You know what I mean? Don't take the promotion. If you have to sacrifice the promotion for your kids, just sacrifice the promotion. <laughs> you know, you could be a millionaire, but put it on the back burner. Why aren't you? And oh, just be there for the father. Money can wait. The money can wait. Just be there, <laughs> all right. That dad, no bueno, all right? Uh, the no father, obviously, the alienated father, you're not alienated. You're just not fighting hard enough. You're just not fighting hard enough. I know you have to put up with bullshit, but a real father fights for their kids. You're a coward if you do not keep putting up with the bullshit. Just put up with the bullshit, and you'll be good. Do what you're supposed to do. Or if you're the father, that's the deadbeat, the drug addict. You know what I mean. You're in a hard time. Yep. Don't be that guy. And then the present father. Uh, what was the other one though? No. Oh, the oh the yeah the 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 tough dad, the tough dad. Oh, you're too tough on them. Lighten up. Mm. This isn't the army. Do not. We're gonna show you this. I'm gonna go through this here. He said, Carl Winslow. Yeah, Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow is the perfect american dad. He's kind of goofy, he doesn't get any sex, you know what I mean? From his wife, his wife puts him down and gives him that look. What we, what do we call that? We call that the um uh in the uh, old slave in the old uh days of um early days of stereotypical characters. It's slipping my mind. You guys might know it. But the what the black woman is when she's confrontational, there's a fictional character it begins with an S, a fictional character where the black woman is confrontational. It doesn't have to be a black woman, but she's always confrontational. It's called the, um. damn it, Sapphire. There it is. It's the Sapphire. So the Sapphire. um, The Sapphire is the mom. The mom's like, you're not doing this, and you better not do this. The Sapphire, giving them attitude. It's the sassy Sapphire. So that was a character, a fictional stereotypical character of particularly black female mothers, a lot of times the black female mimics the Sapphire and she thinks it's funny. She mimics the Sapphire, right? It's a little bit of the Sapphire and the mammy and she'll mimic it as a quality. I don't put up with no shit in my house. Right. And she's the Sapphire against the now a lot of black women today don't realize that that is a stereotypical character that they're playing that has been put, put in front of them through television. And they demean the dad and they put him down and they think he's cheating and they say he's a no good. You are no good. How many fictional Sapphires do we know? Madea, uh, the woman from Sanford and Son on Esther, um, uh, the woman from uh, Good Times. I can't remember her name. Um, Claire Huxtable sometimes played the Sapphire. The woman on Everyone Hates Chris. Gina's uh, the, the, the BDB, whatever her name is. She played the Sapphire. Uh, The woman on Carl's Winslow, did I say that, played the Sapphire. Wheezy on the Jeffersons and the girl, the Florence, Florence Henderson played the Sapphire. Uh, Pam, Pam played the Sapphire as well on Martin. Yeah, Nell Carter played the Sapphire. Florida Evans played the Sapphire. Geraldine played, played the Sapphire, although it was a male. Okay, Esther Roll. Uh, Florida Evans. Yeah, we said that right there. Uh, anybody on two two seven? Roseanne played the Sapphire. So uh, these are all characters, stereotypical characters that the mother played against the father. Okay, so that is a character, a common character, even in Home Improvement. Oh, you just a dumb husband, and I'm gonna get you, and you do this, and she puts him down. There was the other ones. Um, King of Queens the wife was more of a Sapphire, right? If you will. Yeah, what's happening, uh, the woman? So you guys see this this character of where the father does no good. No matter what, he's going to mess up somewhere. The Sapphire mother, Peg Bundy, was a Sapphire. Everybody knows, loves Raymond had a Sapphire, right? So this whole woman has to put the father in line and he always fails is going to be seen in your fatherhood right it's going to be you taking the blame for the results of the kids okay which is which is what happens right the kid later on grows up and they're going to say cuz dad dad didn't do this here we go homer simpson uh peter peter somebody from uh the cartoon family guy right the wife is the sapphire oh peter oh peter Sapphire. This is the character that they pushed in front of everybody. And then they can say, well, see, the mom was the good girl. Mom knows no wrong, right? Mom knows no, does no wrong. Daddy. Oh, he was the piece of shit, right? He was the one. He was just, he can never figure out the perfect balance of being present, emotionally connected, yet set the rules. And the kids knew where to be in the box right? It, it's a very, very, very tough. Did I do the lowest? I did the lowest rare. Aunt B was the Sapphire with Andy Griffith, right? This is very much specific programming. And this is why fathers didn't take the blame because it's easy. Everybody thinks the father's just dumb. Oh, he dumb. He can't get it right. Daddy, even when you there, you can't get it right. And when you ain't there, you can't get it right. You just dumb. See, you messed it all up. If you were doing there, if you did this one thing right, you would have turned out perfect, right? Mm. But you messed this up, so it is your fault, Jermaine.
1: It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault.
0: Right? Can't get right. So here, you guys are seeing this programming, right? Somebody says there was a satire in the WWF. Yeah, and WWF typically took racist stereotypes across the board. It wasn't just the Sapphire character. But they named a black woman Sapphire, and she was sassy, right? She was sassy. She was a fat black woman with a jerry curl, a bad jerry curl at that. And she would get in there, and she barely had teeth. And she was doing the Sapphire. And they named her Sapphire. And they got in trouble for that. But the truth be told about wrestling, they've always used racist characters to get over. Whether it was a German or Russian, like a cowboy, an Indian. Like, they did racist characters. So it wasn't like she was the only one. They did the pimp manager slick you know what i mean like <laughs> right they did kamala the ugandan giant like they did just about everybody was they did racist everything so uh i never hold that against them all right so let's stay on subject here staying on subject staying on subject girl dad let's put this up right here yeah stone cold the trailer park the trailer park white renegade motorcycle guy uh here we go right here Social media starts a hashtag girl dad movement in honor of Kobe Bryant. Now, uh, Kobe Bryant started the girl dad movement, which got a lot of people in their feelings, right? This was going to be the standard of a perfect father. Unfortunately, they did it after Kobe died. Sad thing is, gentlemen, you got to be dead to be held up as an honorable father. Now, he was a father of four. And uh, he put significant interest into one daughter. In particularly. And thus, he got the moniker of being the perfect girl dad. However, he was not really close, and this could be up to interpretation. I live very close to them. I've actually seen all of them in person, all of his daughters, all of him. Um, my daughter competed against his daughters in athletics. I've seen the mother and all that. Now, he was particularly close to one daughter. He was close to all of them, but he took a liking to one daughter in particular which daughter did he take a liking to shout out to Kobe he took a da- he took a liking to the daughter that closely resembled him in likeness meaning she was more like him than the other ones g Gianna Gigi and Gigi was a baller right The other ones were the two of them were young, so we didn't know. And the other one was older. There was one older than Gigi. And she was a volleyball player. She played a little basketball, but she was more of a volleyball player. She wasn't a basketball player. All right. She wasn't going that route. The one he was always pictured with and sitting at the basketball games with and teaching his basketball skill was the daughter that was like him, the basketball player. And thus he became close with her. So that after he died. They said he was the perfect girl dad father. He this is what a father should be to the daughter. But we have to take into account. He had four daughters. And you'd be hard pressed to find him solo with any one of them. Except for Gigi, right? There's more pictures of him with her than the other ones. And that was because she was like him. And she also they also maintained a family, too. So he was not alienated from the kids. Now. I'm sure at one point she wanted to alienate Kobe from the kids, but I won't speak ill of the dead, but he was the girl dad. He's the perfect vision of a girl dad. And everybody has said, we want you to be a father. Like Kobe was a father to his daughters, but he was only a father like that to one daughter, right? That we know of, but he was a good father across the board. I know that to be the case. Kobe as far as, I look, i I seen him. My kids went to a school very close to his kid's school, all right? B- basically on the same street. You could cross the street. His kids went to that school, all right? And one was a public school, one was a private school. Now, here's the thing. I've seen Col- Kobe personally picking his kids up on game days. I've seen it personally. And you knew his car because he would be breaking all kind of traffic laws, all right, to get to picking up his kid. And people would give it a pass. They'd be like, it's Kobe. He had at that point a purple Range Rover. All right. It was like a Laker purple Range Rover and he would be cheating the pickup line. He would go pick up his kids and he'd be speeding up. And then game day, he'd take that helicopter. He'd be at the Staples Center that day. And there'll be times where I knew he, they were on a road trip. He was there the next morning picking his kids up. So he was very, very present in the kid's life. I could, I saw it personally. So he was like that with all his daughters. So uh, at this point, he's the perfect vision of the father. In today's world, he's probably the one that got the most credit to being the perfect vision of the father. But let's talk about this. Black dads, hashtag black dads, reflection on raising a young black woman. Now, statistically, people would say that probably more dads are what? Missing in action. They're missing. They're not, they're not present in their children's life. But it's the opposite. Black men probably are overwhelmingly the majority of dads out of all the dads of many races. If you look up the statistics, they're more present in the child's life if given the opportunity. Many times they're not given the opportunity, but when given the opportunity, they're more present statistically. However, economically, again, like we said, you're present, but you don't have the economics in many cases. Thus, there's still a part where you're not picking up your part of the duty. Sometimes this causes a, what, rift in the family, which could get you alienated. And you're judged for that. Hey, you're here, but you're broke. Or they'll alienate you and say, hey, we'll just take the money from you and take the child from you. But statistically, when it comes to black fathers, they they do very well with their children, if given the chance. And that is the problem with a lot of black fathers. They're not even given the chance. All right, even when they are doing their best, they get sabotaged. All right, so let's talk about this. This is a scene that I played for, and then when I'm going to give y'all the synopsis, I'm going to again, I'm going to get, I'm going to close it out for y'all. Should y'all date fatherless women? We gonna close it out. Let me show y'all these, and I'm not going to play the volume for you, but this is a scene that is common in the old South of the old deadbeat daddy, where the daughter wasn't present, and uh, the daughter went out and she went to the rebellious stage. And she went out and the streets was calling
1: in the streets.
0: okay, the streets was calling and uh, she went out there and she became a vaudeville singer and a striptease and a Dorothy Dandridge and 304 hooker sold her body. We showed you a homeless woman from Atlanta explaining this at age 51, teenage pregnancy, whatnot. Okay, now in this scene right here, the daughter has left the father who was a what overbearing preacher father, but he messed up. But how did he mess up? His daughter went to the pole
1: in these streets.
0: <laughs> His daughter went to the pole and she left the structure of the old patriarch who was too tough on the daughter. And she went out there 10 years selling her body at the juke joint, doing the hokey pokey, doing the bump, doing the stanky leg. All right. Getting shot up in the club. Getting papped out for money. Sugar daddies, pimps. All of that shit. Guess whose fault it is?
1: And it it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's
0: fault. And at the end of the day, guess what happens? She comes back to dear old daddy. Where is he at? There he is. There your punk ass is. Mm. There you are. Is that my baby? You in pain every day you sit with a cup of whiskey, a glass of whiskey on the rocks. <laughs> she come back leaking. And you come back looking stupid, abba-dabba-dabba. Your wife done blamed you for the child missing and going crazy and getting skeeted in. And here you are, goofy-ass daddy. Okay? Can't figure the shit out. You messed up. And now 10 years later, here come your daughter here for you to fix the whole goddamn thing. And there she is. She's in tears. She's emotional. And she says, sorry, daddy, I've been in these streets because you was too tough on me. In these streets. I got on the pole. I know I was a tough one to put up. I know I rebelled. <laughs> and here it is. This is the apology. There's no. This is the accountability here. Oh, I know I messed up. I was in these streets. I embarrassed you. I bring shame to your name. Shout out to Lawrence Fishburne in the back here. I brought shame to your name, to your family name. I didn't recognize how hard the work is. And there's daddy. I can't play the music here. There's daddy like, God damn you! I told you you'd be back. He gave her the Thanos speech.
1: You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me.
0: But of course, if he yells at her, she go back running to the streets. And so he comes, he confronts, he says, damn. Do you realize the pain that you brought? This is the color purple, by the way. This is why I can't play it. I'll get a copyright, a fresh copyright strike. Okay. Do you realize what I've gone through? I've gained all this weight. I look like a big old sack of potatoes. And she looked like she looking good. I'll pap it out. By the way, man, uh, I, I will get that. Look at daddy. This is you right here. All right, daddy, you were right.
1: You could not live with your own failure. What did that bring you? Back to me. <laughs>
0: Daddy been dead on the inside. Daddy took the blame. Daddy had visions in his his eyes every night when he went to sleep of her getting her cheeks clapped. And here it is right here. Instead of words, we're going to use emotions. Okay. All we're going to do is not say sorry, not say I fucked up, not say you were right. We're just going to get a hug. Get a hug. Like socks or a tie. And we'll just say, we'll just we'll just forget about all that. We'll just forget about all that, Daddy. We'll forget about everything. You still, it's still your fault, though. It's still your fault.
1: it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault.
0: All right. But and Dad's going to, and she whispers in his ear. I can't remember what she whispered. And dad goes, look at dad. Dad's like, God damn. You know, he want to be like, I done told you. I done told you. But he can't do that. He can't do that. So he got to oh, damn. (laughs) Right. He can smell the bedusi from a mile away. And he finally embraces her and everybody's happy. All right. Everybody's happy. And she says, uh. By the way, dad,
1: Your rent's doomed, motherfucker.
0: it is the first of the month. You think you got to spare $500? Okay. Mm. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is a common theme. Even in the movie, The Color Purple, who did nothing but demean black men from up and down, left and right. This movie is an indicator of the dad who was what? Present. Who was overbearing a little bit probably controlling kept her in line tried to keep her in line and it turned out that she went to the to the streets okay and she he was the reason why she went to the streets right that that was how it was portrayed she had to just get away she couldn't deal with it he was just too overbearing but he was there but it it was too much and now people say teenage rebellion isn't what it used to be. Here's how to deal with it. Now we have the University of California berserkly checking in. Yes, Lawrence Fishburne's daughter did pornography. Dr. Dre's daughter, he supported her all the way up into her 30s until he told her to go get a job. And she didn't want gonna get she didn't go get a job. And he said, I'm gonna cut ties, I'm gonna wash my hands, I'm gonna disown you. And then the daughter went and did what? Brought shame to his name on social media. Why? Because he wouldn't continue to pay the ransom. He cut me off, right? So these are kind of the things we have here, Um, and it always is traced back to the dad. When when the girl when the girl does prawn like Lauren Fishburne's daughter did prawn, he couldn't keep her off the pole. Did they say Lauren Fishburne? You know, because Lauren Fishburne's mom, we don't know who it is, but did they say, "Damn, the mom should be probably disgusted that the daughter's doing prawn, that she's doing OnlyFans." They never traced it back to the mom. They traced it right back to the dad. And they say, damn, dad, look at your daughter. You must have really messed up. It's definitely your fault, right? So here we go right here. The teenage rebellion isn't what it used to be. This is going to be a critical stage in which, you know, this is the natural stage of teenagerism. They're wanting to spread their wings. They believe that they can support themselves. They'll start to do things that because they're in adolescence, they'll start to do things and experiment drugs, smoking, vaping, pornography, sex. Um, And that's because they're physically, they're capable of doing these things. Now, mentally, they're not emotionally. They're not, but because they think they're grown, they can make these decisions. And if the consequences are too rough, they'll expect the bailout. Now, if this stage does happen, which it does happen to all of us, I was definitely a rebellious spirit. What do you do? Well, I'm wondering here because they said the cause of teenage rebellion, the University of California berserkly, talks about adolescence is hard. Yes, it is. Now, if you're a split family, it's going to make it worse. We have a lot of split families, which one person will say, well, it's your fault that the kid's rebelling. It's not necessarily one parent's fault. It is a teenage thing, right? The prefrontal cortex and so forth and so on. The development, the emotional control, uh, a lot of hormones. There's a lot of things going on, okay? Now you have social media, uh, school. Everything becomes difficult for them, and they're looking for a reason to blame as to why they can't handle it. Smells like teen spirit. Somebody's got to take the blame, and oftentimes it may be you, and there's consequences. Managing the consequences, all right? Interesting. Best way to deal with the rebellion, Best way to deal with the rebellion says right here. uh, Let me go down because they do have some bullet points here. Says right here. uh, Don't stress out. Don't stress out. Establish boundaries. Stay consistent. Uh, Many times you do this. This is just too much, especially if you're in a split household. One of the kids is like, you're doing too many boundaries over here, but the other parent is a little bit more of an enabler. You might lose the kid. This one says be open. Be open for the kid to talk. They should have room to talk to you or to whoever they want. Check in, evaluate punishments. You take their cell phone. That could be a rapsky for you, daddy. Mommy, that could be a rapsky for you. You take their cell phone. Okay. Because that then right there could lead to a whole damn kerfuffle. Be a united front. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Be a united front. If you have a spouse, make sure both of you are on the same page. Uh oh guys they're right there. you see number seven? If you're in a split household, if you're one of these parents not present, you're drug daddy, you're incarcerated, you're alienated daddy, you're present or you're divorced. that right there is gonna be exploited. This is called divide and conquer. Everybody knows this. So if you're not a united front and your kid's in a rebellious stage and you pick the side of the kid and you put the other spouse out there hanging high and dry, that's not a good way to deal with teenage rebellion. All right? This says it right there. All right? Addressing the behavior without bashing your child. That's another hard one right there. All right? Because you're going to say, it's your fault. They're going to say, it's your fault. All right? And so thus then creates the fatherless woman. What are we going to do now? So now we're looking at not 33% of fatherless women. We have a lot of fatherless women. We have fatherless women that got over and manipulated their dad. We have rebellious women. We have um, we have women that didn't have fathers that were just because they weren't there. Then we, Debbie, Dad's AKA, and we have fathers that have been alienated. We have fathers that were not, were there, but just paid the bills. Now, what's the problem with dating women like this? Is that they're they're goofy. They're goofy already. They done started life off goofy. They're started off on the wrong foot. They're they have emotional damage, if you will. And many of the damage is gonna stem from earlier events in their lives. Now, some of the things they're gonna do as a result of this, that there could be tracing back and blaming their dad, they're gonna say, I picked all the wrong men for whatever I wasn't getting from my daddy, aka daddy issues. <clears throat> They're going to go through a series of being picking wrong dudes for they needed to find love, right? And so this is commonly known as having daddy issues. There was a song, I will be your father figure, right? So a lot of women have this um, obsession, or if you will, it is a fetish called daddy. Hold on for a
1: second.
0: Have you heard that? Where a woman calls you daddy or poppy or something like that, you have to ask yourself, why do they call you daddy? What is this poppy shit? Now, it's cool. It's sexual. But you have to ask yourself. Most of the time, the women who say shit like this don't got no daddy. Daddy. They're fatherless ass women. I don't know one woman that grew up in a two-parent household with a good-ass daddy, a sitcom-ass daddy, that calls another man daddy. Mm. I don't know one woman that has a father that grew up and he did his job that doesn't call some white man daddy. I don't know what it is, but that shit, you got to think about it. A lot of these women are almost overwhelmingly Fatherless women doesn't matter if the father was there. Most of the time, it wasn't an emotional connection, so they will call you daddy. Mm. And I don't. I it, listen. It happens all the time. If a woman calls a man daddy or poppy, she's a fatherless ass woman. Now listen, mm. it is what it is. But you got to know now. This mom, this this woman is missing a father figure. I will be your father figure. Take your little hand in mine. We got a lot of funny ass songs in our world. I will be your preacher teacher. You know what I mean? What? Preacher teacher father figure. What are we doing here? This is reprehensible at this point. Oh, the humanity. By the way, they all should call me daddy. They will be like, be a good girl. You're my good little girl. And she'll be like, yeah, cozy up to you on your lap like you her daddy. Man, it is what it is. So we got to understand that this is a sign of a fatherless woman. This is what it is. And a lot of them come from some situation where the dad was one of those guys. And sometimes they will even blame the father for choosing men like this. Yeah, I'm the pappy, too. Yeah, you the pappy. I'm the pappy. So here we go. Another thing they'll do. Another thing they'll do um, is that what you need to watch out for is if they had a pushover daddy. And the daddies never told them, no, this is now we went from the black community and some other white community that do the daddy thing. The Latino community with the poppy thing. I don't know if the Asians have a fetish like this, but white girls. Watch out for this with white girls. A lot of times, though, the white women that have the two-parent household dad, sitcom dad, or sometimes he's the corporate dad and he he he's he's present. He'll be like, oh, I'm corporate dad, but I'll pick you up from school and I'll take you to violin lessons. And I'll do this. And I'll make, like, he he makes a major sacrifice. I mean, he sacrifices so much he doesn't even have sex with his wife anymore. That father probably has never told his daughter no. This is where it's going to mess you up. This is equivalent to a fatherless woman. Because she's never had somebody to give her boundaries. She was aware of boundaries. She was also aware that single mother and being becoming a, a, a skeezer would bring shame upon the family's name. So she had enough presence of mind to not do this. But the father's never told her, no, this is a dangerous fatherless woman. That, father, that woman right there is dangerous. She'll even say things like this. She'll say, well, my daddy says, or my daddy did, or my daddy, you will be the measuring stick for her father, which is somewhat seen as good until you realize that the father never told her no. And then you're going to tell her no. You're going to say to this suburban white woman, you know what? We're not going to do that, and she's going to throw a hissy fit. She's going to hold her breath. She's going to stump her feet. She's going to fold her arms. She's going to pout her lip. And you're going to go, holy shit. She threw a temper tantrum like she probably did with her daddy. And you will figure out the dad never told her no. And she's got a problem. Then now you got a problem because she's going to run the daddy, her her real daddy, And she's going to say, he's not letting me get my way. Rapsky. Now that dad, pushover dad, is going to be in conflict with you. Yeah. Indeed. So watch out for those type of relationships as well. So from my perspective, this could be a, that that could be, uh, because that dad is the picture perfect dad. He did all the right things and made all the right moves. She does has a connection with him, but the connection is still a manipulated connection. Right, he was a TV sitcom dad. She respects him for being there. He did all the right things, and they have emotional connection. But he was a slight pushover. He never, he never told her no. He was afraid of her. He was afraid to lose her, so he didn't put the boundaries on, or he didn't put the clamps on that ass when she rebelled. This woman, dude, I swear to God, I know a woman like this. I dated a woman like this. She also would tell me, <laughs> I hope I'm not giving about too. I. She also would tell me that she would have sex with like, um, like the maintenance guys in her house, like that would come to her house, the subcontractors and the, the maintenance dude Hector in them. She would also have sex with those guys when she was a teenager. And these were grown adult men. Like she was a freak, but she also had a present dad and an emotional connection. And she looked up to the dad, but she did shit like that. And she never got told. No, she got, spoiled if you will but she would be hectoring them she would let them sneak in she will sneak them in have sneak them out nobody knew to nobody knew any 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 work this shit like you know what i mean like having a daughter is not easy and so then thus if you fail in one aspect it does affect them their rest of their lives and then it affects who they pick and then sometimes as they get older they'll look back at what they did younger And they may come back to you and hug you in church, or they may come back and be like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? And they'll blame, oh, I picked guys because you didn't have this, or I I did that, I became a lesbian, or I did drugs. Mm -hmm. Remember, I played that video of the woman who's 51 years old, teenage pregnancy twice, married under 18 twice, prostituted herself for five bucks. Her dad was dead for a good decade, and she was throwing her father under the bus. You guys think I'm making this up. I played that video uh, this week. I think it was Monday. Her dad being worm food. Her dad was worm food. Her dad was a preacher, a teacher, really preacher, teacher, a, a military official, and something else. He had like four jobs. He was diligent, had six kids, one wife, no outside kids, and she was blaming the dad for her selling her body at age 51 for five bucks. Mm. You guys think I'm messing? You guys think, oh, he was a barber. Yeah, he was a master barber. He wasn't just a barber. He was a master barber. And she was like,
1: and it's all Jermaine fault. It's always Jermaine fault."
0: I wish I could give you had time here because we're going to wrap it up. I wish I had time to tell you what's the solutions meaning. Well, what type of father should you be? Right. In this day and age is getting tougher and tougher because whether you believe me or not, you got girls doing OnlyFans when they flip the calendar from 17 to 18. You got girls that are underage and overage selling feet pictures. You got older grown women that are not setting the right example of being in line. They're selling feed pictures into their old age. You got women joining OnlyFans. A full rapper's mother who, who he got shot and killed, she's on OnlyFans. You got broke women. You got women aren't paying their financial obligations and their debt. You got more single women in the history of the world. You got more early terminations of pregnancy. You not You don't have a good buffer on the mother side either. You got them filing for divorces left and right. Custody battles up until the age of 18. Thoughtism, is right here in front of us. So as we say, what do we do as fathers? What do we do as men? This is a whole nother story. What do you do? You don't even have a good buffer half the time on the other side. The kids are out of control. Right? Fatherhood has been devalued today. Many women think, well, we don't need them. And then only for them to come up and say it's your fault later on. Or blame you for leaving. Or they'll blame you for being there, but you were just a checkbook and checked out. So it's almost, you can't win. You can't win! All right? <laughs> so if you're the tough dad, if you're the tough dad, your fault. If you don't do with their, uh, the, the emotional connection sitcom dad, even that could result in your your daughter's extra sneaky. And she just doesn't get in trouble yet. But then when she marries a man... That man encounters the woman that's normally used to getting over on the dad. And then you're looking at her like, you ain't getting over on me with this shit. And then she goes and pouts the dad. Right? Daddy. Or women that call you daddy. Or women that call you poppy. Women that says, choke me harder, daddy. It's It's crazy. I've seen it. I've seen it. Young women, old women, daddy, choke me. And you're just like. What does that mean? Somebody needs to break that down. What, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, why are they choosing this? So a lot of women are like that. What I would say is, yes, that's the majority of women these days. But what do you do? Take it into consideration, her relationship with her father. It is very important. Her relationship with her father was very important. And thus, it will be who she is as a woman. All right. It will be who she is as a woman. Let me get to these super chats, man. We ain't going to be preaching too far this morning. But watch it very closely. All right. Let me see here. Joker, Joker. Good evening, coach. Your beard is always looking fresh. What's your beard routine? He says, by the way, I've been hitting the gym. And he says, for the Brad Pitt Fight Club physique. Shout out to you, man. Today, I'm, not, I'm absent of oil today, but it's looking crispy. Um, I comb it. I trim it with scissors. Shout out to George Bruno. He taught me how to do my beard, all right? I was listening to one of his videos. I used to be, I used to not know how to maintain my beard, but get scissors. Never take clippers to the big portion of your beard, all right? Because you're going to be like, "Eh," and then skied out right there, pause. But I use the clippers there, beard, beard oil to keep it nice and and fresh. And then every day, you got to make sure you get the little, yeah, never take clippers, man. Always the scissors. Always this is a shout out to George Bruno out here. All right, shout out to Lee Smith. Guys, he says, keep your credit report locked always. Your ex wife will use your social security number to take out new loans and credit cards, especially during hard times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Comb out your beard. I comb it. So I do comb my beard. I comb it, then it settles, then I clip the little loose ends comb comb it out. You can also do more stuff than that, but I don't do much more than that. That's all I do. Wash it out. um, But I don't wash it when I'm about to appear on on screen because then it doesn't settle fast enough. So um, I have to do my showers and washouts at night. But anyway, my man said giving y'all game, keep your credit reports locked always. I've never had that attempt, but your ex-wife does know your social security number. So um, if they're desperate, if they're desperate, They can do that. That is actually, woo. Mm. My credit good too. So I don't want that. All right. All right. I just work it off my good credit. Oh, put some junior college juice in it too. Shout out to John Angelo coach. What do we do? I've been with my kids until the baby mama terrorist alienated me, took me to court, got bent over. I can't do these supervised visits anymore. And he says, supervised visits are demoralizing. Baby, mama material is making me out to be a deadbeat. My kid turns six next year. Hey, the, the, if, if a mother requests that you do supervised visitations, it is to demoralize you. That's the only reason. Um, and, but I don't know you personally. I don't know what you what she accused you of. But a supervised visitation schedule is a, um, uh, I don't know one woman that's on the supervised visitation schedule. This is mostly what they do to fathers to demoralize you. So she must've had some sort of situation where she had to explain what happened. You must've sold crack when you were younger or something. I have no idea, Uh, but um, he doesn't want to do it. It is demoralizing. I wouldn't put up with it, Uh, but your kid is young now. I would ask the court or somebody to see how long are these supervised visits intended to be going on. If they have no answer, what they want you to do is quit. They're trying to get you to quit. OK, that's that's what that's my opinion of it. And so she doesn't trust you in the absence of the kid. It's crazy. Um, and do you have another kid with her? It sounds like you only have one kid, but uh, they're trying to get you to quit. I think any I'm listening, listen, I don't know who you are, so I don't know what your situation is, but I'm, I'm saying this. What is the purpose of a supervised visitation? What is it? Because you got to pay for the person to be there. Like, it's literally to stack the deck against you. I've never had that one. I mean, if somebody told me to do that or some sort of a situation close to that, I would just be like, hell no, I ain't doing that. I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put up with no shit like that. But um, I think they're encouraging you to quit. Because they're going to drain you financially. It's the same as when they uh get the kid in some sort of, hey, the kid needs therapy, right? That shit ain't going to dude, That's nothing's good coming from that. <laughs> Nothing, nothing is good is coming from that. That is basically going to be a way to demoralize you and run your, run your pocketbooks. Because the solution is never going to be, they should go through, you know what I mean? Like I always would be like, okay, let's take them to this place. They'll give you 10 sessions. And there's an end date. Like same thing with supervised visitations. Okay, how many supervised visitations am I going to do until I get to 25% custody every other weekend and a weekday? If they don't have the answer, it's to break you. In my opinion. This is just my opinion. But when they do those things, it's a referee and they're basically gonna clean you out. And then you're gonna quit, and then they're gonna blame you. It's gonna be your fault.
1: And it it's all Jermaine's fault. It's all Jermaine's fault. I would just say,
0: fault. I would just say what you would what you should do is find out how many more supervised visitations do I have? How many more, do, do, how much longer do I have to prove myself? Where do I get to the point where I'm trustworthy? Where do I get to get to have my son or my daughter over my house alone? Oh, you cheated on her. I I don't understand why that constitutes. He says, I cheated on her with the Kaylee. My question is, what does that have to do with custody of the kids? Okay, I don't understand this because the in, in America, we do, in most states, it's no-fault divorce. So when it comes to custody, why in the hell is affairs coming up? It's a no-fault divorce. There's the, whether it's an affair or not doesn't matter. When we're talking about custody of the kid, what does that have to do with custody of the kid? They be bringing all kind of shit, crossing it over. Well, he cheated on me and... Okay, so I cheated on you. What does that have to do with me get, having custody of my kid? I didn't cheat on the kid. Okay. But somebody says actions have consequences indeed. But look, that don't have nothing to do with my relationship with my chi- with my child. Okay, what if she cheats on the kid? What if she cheats on the husband? I'll wait. See, look. What if she cheats on the husband? Does she lose custody? Does she get supervised visitations? Actions have consequences, right? But does when women cheat on their husband and it's proven or they go to court and say, uh, attorney, she cheated on me. Judge, she cheated. Do they do supervised visitations? That's what I thought. Nope. That's what I thought. Actions don't have consequences. Then crickets. It's only when the man does, does it. And then the woman gets bitter. And then here we go. And women cheat on their husband, just the same as men at this point. So no, actions don't have consequences. <laughs> anyway. All right. In League I Trust says, my boy from South Florida just told me that an XX28 just created an account to sell feet pictures. And she has a boyfriend at home that she lives with. Shaking my head, guys. Here we go. He says, oh, and she works with him too. Yeah, man. Hey, look. Hey, this is the world we're in, guys. There's going to be a lot of women. And there's already... Um, there's already a lot of people in that are relationships. Trust me. I know them personally that have open relationships or the girlfriend has the only fans. The girlfriend uh, sells feed pictures, strips, and these are young men. <laughs> All right. So John says they hit me with 15. Is it 15 supervised visitations? All right. Uh, I can see your comments. So you don't have to super chat anymore. They hit you with 15. What Years. 15 supervised visits. How many, what visit are you on? Let's get to these super chat, these uh PayPals and cash apps. Thank you for your patience, man. But I'm trying to handle these situations. I'm curious because if you're on number 11, you almost there. Shout out to Roderick M. He says supervised visitations is a money grab. Any one of these scenarios that they put you in in family court is a money grab, in my opinion. These, a lot of people don't think so. But it's a money grab. Oh, we need, we, need a, we need a psychologist. Money grab. We need the kid to have an attorney. Money grab. We need the uh we need we need them to go to therapy. Money grab. 250 a pop. We need supervised visitations. Oh, the judge also has a friend that does great supervised visitation. And the judge getting the kickback, allegedly. On providing all of these guardian ad items, all of these child attorneys, all of these psychologists and therapists, all of these damn supervised people who do supervised visitations, child support, they getting the kickback. Follow the money. Mm. Follow the money. And they know what you're going to do. You're going to be like, man, I got some other shit to do. (laughs) I ain't got time to through this shit. All right, unfortunately they put your kid up to this shit and they they you know what I mean? Shout out to Roderick as well. Shout out to you, brother. You came in.
1: I'm live,
0: Roderick says great topic with daughters. Memphis Tupelo stand up. I I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's very difficult nowadays. It's difficult. It's difficult. You got a lot of lot, lot going against. Lot going against you. The best way to be is to be the sitcom dad, if you will. Now, I would never do that. I'm never going to do that. He says, "Coming to America, daddy. Yeah, be coming to America, daddy. Um, Up until a certain age, I ain't going to do it. I ain't doing it. Not I. So you got 15 visitations. What number are you on? Shout out to Jay. Who is this? Jay Way Up. He says, eater tax. He says, eater tax return up with a campaign of filings. Dude, if y'all don't know, that's how you do it. How courts work is through paperwork. How courts work is through paperwork. I don't know if you know that. Many of these attorneys and judges really don't read the paperwork, but they got to honor the filings. They got to respond to your filing. Literally, in in legal work, they got to respond to every filing. But they don't have to say shit to you or respond to anything you do when you walk up in there and say something and talk. They don't have to say nothing to you. They don't have to honor anything you say. Hey, here I'm going to go ahead and testify. Judge, let me tell you what I want. You're gonna to go to your attorney. Let me tell you this and that. Uh yeah, what you have to do is go on the go on the go on the website. Almost every jurisdiction in every county has their legal paperwork right there. Download the file. Or you can even type it in, fill it out on the internet. Motion to do this, motion for that, motion to that fly that paperwork. Start making paper airplanes. Be up at the court. File. You can e file shit now. You can e-file shit. (laughs) File this, file that, file that, file that. They got to respond. But you guys think you guys going to go in and have a conversation. That's not what court is. You are watching too much TV. (laughs) File, file, file. Anyway, now it doesn't mean you're going to get over on them, but you can slow and pump the brakes up real fast. And what you should do, I'm going to tell y'all what y'all, you want some game? Do y'all want some game? Do y'all want some game? I'm going to give y'all game right here. I'm going to give y'all the realest game, some of the realest game I ever gave y'all. Because a lot of men seem to be dealing with this. Sounds like you says, uh, I buy a, okay, he says $200 a visit, not including what I spent for the visit. I'm going to give y'all some game. Take everything they file against you, copy, paste it. Somebody just said it and file the same shit against them. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cuz if you got somebody that is always taking you to court, just file whatever the fuck they file against you. It's copy paste. That's all the that's all the paralegals doing over there. Copy paste. Oh, you file that motion, I'm going to file that shit too. You just go keep all the paperwork. Copy copy all that shit out, write it. You they ain't reading it anyway. They, they're not going to, they're going to skim it. Just copy and paste that shit. <laughs> Dude, I did that. I did that. I did that. And I got full custody temporarily. But people don't get it. People don't understand. They don't understand. Like, I'm like, you literally giving me the blueprint. I follow, I, I basically copied an emergency position that she copied, that she filed on me. And I went and copied it and filed it and filed it on her a couple years later. It was almost exact. I basically took hers, put it right here, went on the damn paperwork, filled it out, just switched the information like there, switched all the personal information, copied it, filed it. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. I didn't hire no attorney. It wasn't verbatim, but it was like, oh, that's all you did. And I went to the Internet and I went to the Internet. I was like, oh, that's all you have to do. You would have hired a lawyer. They would have charged you $3,000 for that. They would have charged you $3,000. They would have charged you $1,600. I basically just said, oh, okay, that looks easy. And that's that paper. I looked up the form. That's the form. Looked it up. Clicked the form right there. There it is. (laughs) Tick, 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 tick. Went there, filed the shit. Boom. (laughs) <laughs> dude you can save a ton of money just filing paperwork most of the time they're gonna have the paperwork right there they already have uh served you the paperwork or do you already you can see examples on the internet you can go on youtube right there you can go on youtube pull it up pull up what state you're in pull up how to file this and they'll go through it step by step i use i use the youtube video once to uh, file a response i was like how do you file a response And I went to YouTube, it was right there, step-by-step. And I went there, pulled it up on the internet, step-by-step copied everything they said, filed it. Mm. Somebody says, file. he says, can file yourself, will cost her 2K in attorney fees to respond. This is game. Because look, her attorney's going to say, oh, and what you do is, what you do is then, You serve them. You find a private investigator. They're all over your county. They're all over the place. You serve them. They're going to be shocked. They're going to be shocked. They're going to go. What? He responded. He filed. Then he got it to the private investigator. They served it like that's classic steps. They really are going. They really going to think like, wow, they're going to they're not going to expect it. And then you serve their ass a whole bunch of times. All right. You serve them three or four times. And then their attorney is going to say, well, it looks like we got to respond to this. And they're going to say, you owe us $2,000. That's $2,000 more dollars, please. Your baby mama going to be like, what? They're going to fire their attorney. Their baby mama is going to fire them because they're not going to be able to uh, afford it. <laughs> Dude, you guys, I'm giving y'all game. And what you do is you just sit back and wait, sit back and wait. And then you pepper their ass with paperwork. And you know where I learned that from from the movie Divorce Corp you file file serve serve file serve file serve file, file serve file 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 serve 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 file serve continuance continuance file serve file <laughs> tear their ass up they're gonna get you too but it's gonna cost them because they're not going to spend time doing it Y'all think this shit is a game. And look, let some time go by. Fire, sir. Fire, sir. Fire. Pepper, 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 pepper. pepper, Fire, sir. It's $2,000 to them every time you do this shit. And then when it gets hairy, right up until 21 days, 30 days until the court, hire an attorney. Let them catch up on the case. Make them settle. Shout out to Anthony C. He says Junior College donation for the best YouTube streamer out there. Shout out to you. The Junior College is Liddy. It ain't that hard, man. I'm telling you, man. And by the way, this is just for edutainment purposes only. This is not legal advice. This is just the edutainment purposes only. This is not legal advice. If you don't have kids or have a wife, be lucky. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, and then what you do, Look, somebody says, then follow chapter 13. All you got to do now is just threaten them. Like, okay, look, if y'all want to act stupid, all I'm going to do is follow chapter 13 on y'all. Then I'm going to follow chapter seven. Nobody getting paid. Mm. They going to want to jail you. They going to want to jail your ass after a minute. They going to be like, this dude, this is dude. As soon as you walk out, oh, I'm supposed to pay what? Okay. I'm about to follow chapter 13. You want to renegotiate or what? I'm going to follow that chapter 13. And I'm going to follow chapter 7 on you. And <laughs> they'll ask them not to follow chapter 13. Don't let them follow chapter 13. You can't do that. Chapter 13 on y'all asses. I won't. You won't hear from them for six months. <laughs> yeah. Yo, man, there's too many games here. Look, man. Look, try not to just go in the court. All right, shout out to who? Thomas is in here. Coach. If KS is the godfather, then you are the great uncle. An old head at my job heard me talk to my ex-wife on the phone, and his major criticism on my approach was asking her to be nice when she wanted to uh, wanted me to keep something on the down low. He says, I agree. He says, he who cares least wins. I would appreciate your commentary on this if divorces are still amicable. Uh, he says, I am all out of Fs to give. And I told you about her lack of accountability previously. To be honest, I wouldn't mind clapping them cheeks in the future. I still have four weeks before I move out. Shout out to the coach gang. I love my coach Peace. I'm going to tell you this. I would cut off all communication with this woman. (laughs) Now, this is the way I deal with stuff. And yes, it does make them pissed off. But the only communication I would have with them is on some little app. Parenting app, parenting divorce wizard, talking parents. I would cut off everything. Cut her ass off. I would not put my salami in her. Cut her off. She is on. You control how she accesses information from you. I wouldn't tell her shit. Other than what has to do pertinence between the kids. Right? If we got to talk about the kids, we could talk about it. Preferably on this app. The only thing I say to her in person is hi and bye. That's it. Somebody says mine refuses to use a co-parenting ad. You could take her to court because that's the only way you should be communicating with them. Right? And you're trying to make it amicable. Guys, there's no such thing as amicable. It's a divorce. What you're doing is walking on eggshells. <laughs> that's what you're doing. You're tiptoeing around eggshells. That's what you're doing. Yeah, talking parents is it. That's it. Or or divorce wizards, this kind of stuff like that. Amicable in divorce means you walking tiptoeing around her. What you guys have to understand is the divorce is a declaration of war. They're going to play the dirtiest game in the book. Okay, they're doing tricks, they're they're siphoning off money, they're they're creating a financial hardship, they're wasting your time. Everybody can come to a common agreement. My opinion is most divorces can be settled out of court. Most divorces. And you will find that judges don't want nothing to do with seeing people in court. They probably think it's a dramatic waste of time. They probably go to court every day and be like, damn, like what? Like Most cases should be able to be settled, but somebody's being petty. Somebody's creating a financial hardship. Somebody's standing in their ground. And you're at a standstill. In that point, if they're doing this, there's nothing, that's not amicable. There's guys walk around here talking about, my single mama cool, my, my baby mama cool, but got you on child support. How in the world Can you say my baby mama cool, but got you on child support? That has to be the most ignorant statement I ever heard in my life. She's not cool with you. (laughs) She basically got your ass on handcuffs. That's not cool. Anyway, Maryland guy. Maryland guy says, hey, coach. With my DUI case back in 2005, I found out with a little research that my lawyer and the judge went to the same law school together. They are in the same club. Yeah, there's fraternities. I don't know if you guys know, I actually dated a lawyer. I dated a lawyer. And my lawyer uh, girlfriend at the time, as I was going through the tail end of my divorce, she would put me up on game, like a lot of that stuff. So a lot of people think I'm just making stuff up about courtrooms and judges and that. Now she wasn't a family law attorney. She happened to be a law uh, what was her background? I can't remember what her background is uh, in law, but I dated her for almost a year, and she would be like, "Oh, she's doing this, she's doing that." And she would tell me about, you know, uh, fraternities, judges and, and, and attorneys. Um, um, actually, her roommate yes, this is Southern California. she had a roommate. She was a young. she was under 30. she was like 28. Her roommate was a district attorney. she was a D.A. So my girl, her my girlfriend at the time was a lawyer. She wasn't working in law, but she got a law degree. She had a JD. She was working in finance. And then her roommate was a district attorney. Now, I got to see these people. <laughs> I got to see these people in their real life. I never saw them working, doing law cases. And even the district attorney girl was a tall, exotic, Kaylee-looking girl. She looked almost Russian. She looked exotic like that, like meaning she looked like Striking, like almost like an alien, but like striking, tall, long-legged blonde. She was a district attorney. She would go fight criminal cases like she would put people in jail. <laughs> she put people in jail for a living. And then I see them out partying, drinking, fornicating, and cheating on cheating on boyfriend. They were like real life people. But they told me, I saw the inner workings of how lawyers work. So, where people be like, oh, you should be scared of these people. They just regular people, man. All they have is the ability to do procedures on you that you are unaware of. And the old adage goes ignorance of the law is no excuse for not knowing the law. The fact is, they know the law, they know procedures. You don't. That's what the fact is. And that's what they use against you. Because every day they're doing this as a habit. You're doing this not knowledgeable. This is why you have to pay them. $500, $800, $1,000 $500, $800, $1,000 an hour because they know you don't know. In the event that you do know, you're still going to get hung up on procedures. They're going to tell you what you're doing is not possible. They're going to say, um, you know, a fool that represents themselves. Wait, no, someone that whoever represents themselves has a fool for a client. They want you to pay for the lawyers. They want you to pay for the lawyers. They want to say, you made a mistake here. They want to say you don't know what you're doing. And it's it's a game to them, if you will. This is how I look at it. It's a game to them, and it's a very profitable game. Okay. It's a very profitable game, which they play every day. Uh, they pra- this is why they call it practice law. They practice law. <laughs> right? It's a game. It's, it's not even a game. It's just practice to them. They're practicing the profession of law and they argue and they file paperwork. Look at the movie Divorce Court. What it is, is they know it, they know something that you don't know. Right. And that's how they get over. So anyway, shout out to Maryland guy. He says maybe society needs to take notes from Back to the Future 2 and abolish all lawyers. Well, we're going to have an AI lawyers, so don't worry about that. Uh AI lawyer is up. Shout out to Shan says, My ex-wife said her dad walked out on the family when she was a toddler, never to be heard from again. Now I know why. Thanks for doing this show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? Shout out to all the judges and the lawyers, too. By the way, um, I have I have respect for many of you. I have respect for many of you. Uh, but again, many of them are flying by the seats of their pants. Shout out to Julian says, Caught your trading places reference, one of my favorite movies. Indeed, he says. He says, it's no good being a jive turkey this close going into 2023. I'm a karate man. I bruise on the inside. I don't show no weaknesses. But you a big Barry White looking mother. All right. Anyway, shout out to the old people who knew about trading places. And I think we're done here. But uh, oh, oh, no, 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 no. We got a sponsor today. He says $1,000 for supervised visits in New York. City, $1,000 for supervised visits in New York City. Wow. He says, check your credit report for child support. Uh, Some of these things that child support does is not legal. Um, You will find that many people will say child support is voluntary. Uh, Most of you guys think you're doing the right thing by responding to their mail, uh, which I call fan mail. An attorney will tell you to respond. They will tell you to just be honest with them. But technically, you know, it's not something that you signed up for. Somebody signed up for you. And if they list themselves as a creditor, they're not supposed to do that because you have no debt. You have no agreement to a debt with them. You didn't create a debt with them. They created a debt to their little game. And if they're doing this, you should be able to get these things pulled off of your credit report. But what I will tell you about child support is, um you know, make them serve you. Make them serve you. Make, make them serve you. Make them bring you in. And at the best, very least, have them build a case against you. If you don't want to do that, don't do that. You know, if you're scared of getting thrown in jail, like they're going to throw you in jail and yell at you and tell you what you're supposed to do. Um, in my opinion, this is only entertainment purposes only. Most judges will file uh, things telling you what to do. And you're supposed to follow that child support does none of that. They don't do any of that. They just basically say, come snitch on yourself. (laughs) Right. They just basically say, bring me information. Most of the time you do it. Uh, They're a state funded, they're a government operation, right? Which means they're operating on a shoestring ass budget. And none of these people are rich or wealthy. None of the attorneys that work for them are wealthy or rich. None of the employees are. These are just basically buffoons at best okay and so what they'll do is say well we sent you this and you supposed to bring that man please Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right is that a court order no okay Mm -hmm. but anyway you can do what you want all right and they but but what they're doing is the equivalent of have you guys watched the first 48 hours OK, the first 48 hours. So the first 48 hours, basically, they will bring you in. They will bring you in to the uh, homicide room, the detective. And you're a witness. Hey, we just want to ask you some questions. Just come downtown. OK. They won't arrest you. They won't detain you. They'll say, just come here. Now, your dumb ass goes. And you get the squawking. All right. Let me tell you something. You get the squawking. All right. You get the talk. I'm just telling you, this is the equivalent of what they're doing. You get the talking. They'll tell you to write a statement. They'll say, you know, uh, we might know you did something. We heard you did this. We know you did that. I saw you on video doing this. I saw you in video doing that. Now, what your dumb ass is going to do is talk your way out of it. That ain't me. I didn't wear that. I wasn't there. What is that? Uh, You don't know. Uh, And you get the talking. tell me, tell me, tell me. Just tell me it'd be better if you just be honest. Just be honest. We'll tell you. Uh, Just tell me, if you be honest with me, we'll tell the judge, we'll get you time off. And then your ass go, okay, you get the squawking. And then they go outside the room. Three hours later, they come back with a pair of handcuffs. Mm. What you have to understand is they don't know shit. They're building a case based on what you're talking about. And they brought you there. You did not have to go there. Or if you went there, first thing you should have said is, I'd like to have an attorney. And you should have buttoned your damn lip because they got nothing. They don't got no court order. They don't got no damn warrant. They don't got no information. They're building a the case on based on what you tell them. You understand what I'm saying? That's what child support does. They bring you in. Just come in and meet with us and come in and talk about it and sign this and fill this shit out and give us a statement and tell us what your income is. Ninja, what do you want? The buddy glove to you want the ski mask. You want the knife. What the hell do you want? Oh, just be honest with us. Just be truthful. Yeah, just be truthful. Then they in court reading the riot act on your ass. And he did this, he said that, he owned this, he owned that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you did all the work for them. Dude, like what world does that happen? And then they'll tell you, just tell them. I'm not gonna even look, man. <laughs> That's not how the law works, all right? I'm not supposed to just be sitting up in there singing like a canary, all right, look. So anyway, look, you have to know what your rights are, and then when it comes to family courts, the rights are a little bit more different, right? They're going to say, well, that doesn't apply here. Why? Why doesn't it apply there, right? Because they're going to say, well, listen, in a civil case or in a criminal case, you can do that. In a criminal case, you can plead the fifth. But in this court, you can't. Why are they going to say they do that? Why, why are they going to say that? Is that? And is that accurate? Why are they going to say that? <laughs> that should be an alarm bell. Your alarm bell should be going off. Why are they saying that? Why are they saying that? <laughs> yeah, somebody said they don't be knowing nothing. They say that because they're not a judicial court. They're not a a court of judicial. They're not a court of justice. They're they're not a judicial court. They They don't fall under the judicial court, which gives you constitutional rights. Right? They're an administrative court, part of the executive branch, where the Constitution don't apply to you. So you can't go in there, they're like, that shit don't work in here. Whatever you found on YouTube and on TV, that don't work in here. You have no constitutional rights in an administrative court. Because we're not part of the judicial system. So we don't have to follow those rules. We have our own rules over here. You see these rules over here? These are rules. (laughs) So that's what it is. It's not about justice there. It's simply about administrating. And most of the administration... To be fair, is evidence that you give them. That's their entire case. That's their entire case. They, they, they make you, force you to give them evidence. Now, if you're in a judicial court, they cannot do that. Everything that I just said, where they force you to give up evidence or they subpoena you to give up evidence and all of that, most of that does not happen in the judicial court. They don't subpoena. Let me just give you an example. They don't subpoena OJ and say, turn over the glove, the socks, the Bruno Molly shoes, the knife, and all of that. And then if he doesn't show up with the knife, the Bruno Molly shoes, the socks, they throw him in jail. It doesn't happen. They threaten to throw him in jail. Did you bring the knife? No. You go to jail, contempt of court. They don't do shit like that in the judicial court because you have constitutional rights. You can basically say, well, I don't want to incriminate myself or I'm going to defend myself. I'm I'm innocent until proven guilty. They don't ask you to bring evidence in the administrative court. They ask you to bring evidence where you build the case against them. I mean, you build a case against yourself. Think about that shit. (laughs) Like, think about how weird that is. But that's the rules that they play with. And then if you don't bring the evidence against yourself, then they kind of, you know, uh, you know, lead attorney did a segment on this where they they court order you bring evidence. You don't bring the evidence that they think you have. Then they say, hey, he's playing games. He's not bringing the evidence. He's not bringing evidence that's going to be used against him. So he let's force him to bring the evidence now in their world. That's how they play the game. In a criminal case, they have to find the evidence. They have to build a case. Like, the onus is on them. If they can't build the case, if they can't build the case, they lose the case. So if they say, I think you, I think you deleted somebody. If they bring you in, you basically like this. Okay, tell me what, what I did. Tell me where I was. Show me. Show me on camera. Even if they show me, I'm going to say, that ain't me you can do that in a criminal case. In their case, they said, "Look, we want the evidence. Hand it over. If you don't hand it over, we're going to punish you." <laughs> like think about how crazy that world is. So that's what that's what's happening there. Somebody says unless you're Andrew Tate or you're in another country, but they can't arrest you. So, you know, they can't arrest you depending on the case, but you but in America constitutionally, the bail has to be the bail has to be fair and affordable. So, in many cases in America, at least, they can't hold you on bail. The bail has to be reasonable. Now, they can't hold you without bail if it's a serious crime, but you can look it up: uh, what bail money, what bail, uh, what what crimes constitute how much bail. So, you know, they can't just threaten you with jail for not bringing evidence in a criminal or civil case. They can get you for perjury. But in this case, in their courtroom, they can threaten you with jail. They can intimidate you. Um, They can say you violated a judge's request or court order for not building a case against yourself. It's a weird thing, but uh, you guys got to study this. And even if you did figure it out, they would play ignorant like they didn't know that this was the case. But watch the movie Divorce Corp. This will give you all of this. Everything that I'm t- telling you, it gives you all of this information. I'm not telling you something that it's not on YouTube. The people in divorce corp, the lawyers in that video, they admitted to that. They admitted to everything that I'm telling you. So watch it for your own due diligence because I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to lead you guys astray. And um, but you know, you'll find out, Hafiz, you'll find out. You'll find out yourself. And all of that. Anyway, let me make sure we cleared everybody out. Shout out to the brothers that are going through the struggle. And uh uh brace yourself when you're vetting women, if they have fatherless tendencies, you might want to you might want to avoid them because eventually those tendencies are going to show up in their parentage with your kids, and thus then you will find yourself in the exact same scenario that their father was put in. All right, but you the father will never admit it. All right, uh, I got everybody. I did. Let me check here. All right, shout out to John Angelo. Good luck with your supervised visitations. And we'll be back tomorrow. It's already Thursday. Cockadoodle a doodle doo up in this mug, And we out of here. Peace.
1: Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand it. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, Coochie Gang's not going to work. Mm-mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing.